Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's the Hard Luck Show, coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting across from me, my partner, my co-host, is Chumahan Bone, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian, here to fucking rip shit up again! Come on! Come on! Come on! You remember this song? It makes two to make a thing go right. Remember that? Oh, for sure. Now, let me tell you something about that. Yeah. And design. I was living in New York. Yeah. I think it was 87, 88. 87, 88. I was living in New York. You would walk down the streets in Alphabet City in Lower East Side, and you would hear this track. Not the lyrics, just that background music. They were playing that in every fucking nightclub and bar. Just the track, even without the lyrics, you could just hear it through New York City, man. That shit, raw bass, that was massive, man. That song was a massive song, Jumahan. Oh, how big was that song, dude? Huge. That song's vibe is, Two. like, instantaneous. You yeah. don't need to... Learn anything, you don't need to acquire a taste, you don't even so need to be big. into hip-hop. And I'm going to tell you, the only other time that I experienced that, I'll tell you guys right now. I was in New York City with Estevan Oriel on Joker Business when 50 Cent dropped in the club, when that uh, shit dropped. Oh, come on. You would go, dude, we went from club to club, and they were like playing it on repeat. You'd walk through the city and you could hear it, just like Rob Bass. It's right. crazy, New York's like that, bro. When they get behind like an anthem, yeah. it's a rap. But yeah, dude, you could, in the club was everywhere. This motherfucker 50 owned New York, bro, owned uh, it. I mean, that's, and again, in the club is also one of those ones where you don't really need a lot to understand no. what's going and on. And at there. the time, Rob Bass was owned in New York, you know, for that small amount of time. but. Great old song. Well, right. well, well, well. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'll let you determine who you think this is introducing. Hmm. Hey. Special K. Special K. Jump around. Kick his heels. He looks crazy. Look at that smile. Never seen such big teeth. Is that the great? Barrier reef in his mouth. Mm. Mm. All right. Uh, Special K. Special K, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Special K. Um, Do you have anything that you want to add? Do you want to say something special to all of the (coughs) women that are on pins and needles? It's a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay. All right. All right. right. Thank you very much. Very good. Thank you very much for the thumbs up. Uh, Now, I don't know. We got some guests. So special how guests. Do we, how do we properly? How do we properly introduce? I got one. I mean, but I mean, how do we? Is this like an actual segment on the show? Yes, it is. Yes. What does that mean? It's I mean, an episode. 
No, I know it's an episode, but is this going to be like oh, a recurring oh, thing? Oh, I, I, I don't know, man. I think that these are surprises. They're not aimed. They're not planned. They're if you should by chance get an invitation to come to the show because right. we like what you're doing, right? Then that'll happen. Right. If you start asking to come onto the show. I can guarantee you, more than likely, you're not going to come on. You're never right. going to come down. But if you're supporting and you're you're you, we like the way you move. You may one day get an invitation to come down to the show. Now, right. now, now, having said all that, I said all that. The two gentlemen that mm-hmm. are gracing the show, mm-hmm. who are been allowed into the hallowed grounds of the virus bunker, yes, who had an opportunity to meet the, the meet the great special case. No, just kidding. Meet the great lucky Luciano mm-hmm. and the and, Sa- and the savage, yes. right? Yeah, and true to form. They have beards that I feel like could stop bullets. Absolutely. They've got beards that make me... Bearded warriors from Southern California. It's like a Conan-level beards. Like, there's something medieval about the beards. And and I've noticed that. They've been on Instagram. They've been promoting the show. Promoting the show, the brand, everything. Day one. Yes. Right? So the first gentleman that I'm unto... I'll introduce this one, mm-hmm. and I'll let you know. This man is a savage. He's crazy. He looks like he should be locked up. He looks Mother. like a fiend. Mm-hmm. And you know Tell he's you a fiend because this is his theme song. Yeah. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, entering the stage is Daniel. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thank you. Theme song is on fire. Let me ask you, yeah. Let's let this play for a second. Come on. You understand? His beard is going to take your daughter out tonight. The beard is going to show him your his world. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Daniel. Are you going to pop and lock for this? Or what are you gonna I, don't, I don't think I could. <laughs> Spin on your beard, do a headstand. Hey man, yeah. how long have you been a fan of uh, Danzig? Yeah, I'd say probably at least ten years or so. Yeah, when did what did what, what made you pick Mother as the song? Man, just the first time I heard that, it's just so much energy. It's just you can't help it, man. Hey, where, where were you when you first heard that song? Did you like punch a wall when you heard it? I punch a wall when <laughs> right, I hear that right, song. Right. Probably my dad. <laughs> I probably punched my dad. Yeah. Punch your dad? That's a dad punching song. <laughs> Damn. It's called Mother, but you might punch your, your dad. dad when you listen to it. I love that. Shout out to Joey Castillo. My boy Joey Castillo used to play the drums for Danzig. Is that oh, right? You know what? We should have him on and talk about Oh, I'm trying to get Joey on. He just, lived, he just had two kids and he's in the valley. But... Uh, uh. When I, when I first started famous with Travis Barker, he pulls me aside after a couple months of work, and he's like, hey, bro, I got to tell you, one of your best friends is my biggest idol. And I'm like, what? And it's Trav. And he's really not starstruck by anybody. And I'm like, who are you? T-? And he goes, Joe Castillo. I go, he goes, dude, I've been following him since Wasted Youth. He plays with that. Do you think one day we can... Meet that. I was like, I called up Joe like one second later. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're playing Palladium in Hollywood, Danzig. I'm like, all right, me and Trav are going to come by. He's like, what? And so uh, I got to bring Travis. We went to the show. And, dude, it was the only time I saw Travis act like a little kid. Man. To he, meet 
You know, he met he read Danzig as well, but he got Dude, to meet Travis Joey, and he everybody. was like everybody. He was like, you know, so they kicked it off, but it was all the Danzig show, and that was the only time I'd ever gone and seen Danzig because my own boy's playing for him. But uh, fucking badass, bro. Dude, I what do you think it would be like, Daniel, to play drums for Danzig? Probably a party. Like wild, right? <laughs> party, yeah, just not, I've not heard, crazy. I've heard uh, the lead singer, Danzig, I heard him talk about when he first came up with Mother. Mm-hmm. It was like a chord riff or something, but he called up Rick Rubin mm-hmm. and essentially said, and I don't know what kind of life you're living where you can call up Rick Rubin and talk about what you just wrote, uh-huh. right? Like that's your homeboy? Right. And Danzig's been in the game. He was like with the Misfits or whatever. Right, yeah. Right? yeah. But he calls him up and says, I think I've written the best song of my entire life. And then he played the mother. And they just kept it stripped down, and that was all it was. And fucking thing is, uh, to me, it's maybe in my top ten. That's great. Yeah. But now, we're now that we've talked about the metal side of things. Right? Now, we're going we're gonna to introduce another gentleman that came down. Right. Right. I don't know. I didn't really know this cat, man. All of a sudden, I start seeing all sorts of support. Right. Coming. Comments on our show. Reposts on our show. We launched Supermax. Guy's taking it upon himself to shoot Supermax stuff and post it. I'm like, who's who's Calco? Right. Who's Calco5522, right? So I'm like, man, who is this cat, bro? And it's like... I'm like, I'm going to send this guy a box of gear just so he can shoot some more pictures. Then his right. stab peeps it out. He's got his book. And I'm like, man, this dude, we got to get a hold of this guy. Right. And Schumann jumped all over it. I want to introduce Eduardo. 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 Oh, show. You, Morley. What's yeah. going on out there? Come on. Eduardo yeah. himself has a Fidel Castro level beard. Yes. It's coming in full force. It's got its own weather system. I think I see small animals and rodents trapped in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe one or two. Yeah. Hey, welcome, guys. Hey, oh, thank you, thank you. Daniel, what's your IG handle? Marsola13. Marsola13. Calco. 5522. Right on. Uh, for the, my real question is how long does it take to grow a beard like that? Wow. Well, uh, only speaking for myself, yeah. uh, I've always had some type of facial hair, so it, 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 it didn't. It didn't I Even mean, when you came out of the womb, pretty right? much, pretty mm-hmm. much. The doctor I, slapped you and said, "Hey, that kid's got a fucking beard." <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I uh, honestly, I think I started shaving in about the sixth grade. Mm. Uh, you and so like you were the man, right? Everybody oh, yeah. was scared of you back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a man. That's a pube dude already. Who's, who's the sixth grader with the brocha mustache? <laughs> right, right, right. That the, right. That the thirty-year-olds are looking at, like, "Hey, I'm just a kid, man." What's going on? Right. So, uh, no, I mean, I always had, you know, you had the evolution of the facial hair from the mustache to the goatee to the, you know, whatever. So a shadow, what have you. But the, the, I mean, for myself, which isn't anything, you know, close to Dan's, but it ain't you far know, off. Not uh, far off. I'd say about, you know, maybe maybe a year, two years. And then from there, you're kind of just, you know, doing whatever it is you're going to do. Because to everybody nowadays. All right, right, let's just stop fucking around. Yeah. Everybody nowadays, especially people that shop at Trader Joe's and see right. them funny little old timey <laughs> cartoons, right? Right. They think they can grow a beard. And not everybody can. I right. can't. I can't I grow can't a beard. I don't, I don't try to fake the funk. Yeah, right. I can't either. What do you think? I mean, you were into facial hair long before it was cool. Yeah. Right? So what do you think about, like, do you have any feelings about Fairweather fans, uh, people that are just jumping on beard shit now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you know, you got your you got your hipsters, you got your uh, your people that you know they're bored and don't have anything else to do, so they they kind of that's it's become a hobby. 
more so than just, you know, something you're about. Uh, you know, for me, I, you know, I see people out there kind of, you know, doing that and I, you know, it's, you know, teach his own, but I, I, I don't look at it as a, as a costume or, a, mm. you know, a, 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 you know, something that you're putting on to just kind of fake the funk and, you know, pretend to be something you're not. It's just, uh, you know, they, it, it's funny because those are the same people that had something to say about facial hair, long hair. Uh, for the longest time, mm. and now you know they're the ones running to grow a beard out, mm. grow hair out, maybe right. like maybe like Chubahans with the right. braids, right? And all of a sudden, you know, it's become a little bit more uh, quote unquote acceptable. So now they kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. But I mean, I think with anything, whether it's facial hair, whether it's ink, whether it's long hair, I mean, the, the ones that are about it, they realize the ones that are about it, and and, and, right. and the ones that are just kind of putting it on because, you know, it's Halloween, and, and you know, we're going to just keep the costume on year-round. Calco5522, he said it here first. The beard's not a costume, man. Let me tell you, I was, um, right before I went up to San Francisco, and I guess this would have been about 2017. Yeah. I came aboard as a sales director for, like, six months mm-hmm. for a company called Beard Sachi. Have you heard of that company, Beard Sachi? The Versace, but the beard thing. So at the time, I, I the beard trend was already going on, but I saw these dudes and, you know, it was some music producers from the East Coast, I mean, from Florida that were doing this. And uh, I got it and I saw it and I was like, okay, beard trend. And, and I saw their thing and I was like, all right. I think it was a little premature. We tried to crack it in some places and it just couldn't, gain any legs outside there was a lot of reasons to it you know um but i remember this whole beard thing and they had like a lot of different sick graphics and uh was trying to push it into stores and stuff out here and i think it was premature but they were definitely on this whole beard thing and and it was coming out of this camp that was a very um dj khaled rick ross you know, that whole music thing. Um, but by that point in time, I remember looking at it and I was like, wow, this thing's already becoming costumey. This mm-hmm. is already becoming like like cool trend these guys are going to, you know, like mm-hmm. it was just a trip. And, and over the last few years, I've met guys that uh, they've been having beards for 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just kind of. I don't know, trip, man. I can't be, I can't grow a beard either, man. So I don't even attempt to. Mm-hmm. But I'm bo- all about like uh for some reason uh a bare face. Like I can't really do like a chumahan. I don't I feel uncomfortable, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to mm-hmm. have a mustache part of me, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. But uh I don't know, man. I'm like uh, what is what what is the what is the secret to the beard? Mm. Like what is it that most people don't know? Yeah. Genetics, <laughs> DNA, really? you know? sure. I think so. I mean, cause a lot of people want them, right? You can't grow them. Like right? maybe your dad didn't have it. It's just not in your, not in your line. Right, right, right. Like, my like, family, like, yeah. like Chuma. Me and Chuma, like, it ain't happening for us. I don't care what it's gonna go down. I'm gonna get a little thing right here, but I can't get that. It's not jeans. Not my, 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 not this lifetime. Daniel, they, they do have those implants now. No, I see a beard yeah. implant. That's a fucking. We I, just got done tearing everybody yeah. on an asshole for implants. Like no more fucking chest <laughs> implants, oh, dude. Well, I no guess they would though. But listen, implants. you know what? 
If there's a woman that's becoming a man and going through that whole operation, she wants facial hair. So mm -hmm. I would imagine they started, right? Yeah. Right. Or guys that feel like they need the milk more hand, right? So I guess it would, just like a graph on a head or something. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, like, like like facial plugs. Like they can. Yeah, change. but those motherfuckers are like a line. I can no, see they man, see them. they got people that they fucking they transplant hair from your ass and they put it on your chin. Well, they do a they do a like fillers too. <laughs> they do fillers too, where like you know people got that ball spot and they're spray they're spray painting in the hair. Any right. chance that you right. guys the are going to be doing that hair no, spray that's, paint that, on the that, beard? That's, uh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Any any braiding going on with the beard? Anybody going to braid beard? No, I, I, I again speaking for me, and I I feel pretty comfortable that he may probably say the same thing. Uh, there's going to be no braiding. There's going to be no fucking ornaments. There ain't going right. to be no fucking right. glitter, yeah. confetti, shit, and all that right. bullshit. Right. Uh, there, there's uh like i said <laughs> from fatty. like beard fatty like i said from 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 from, from the outset it, it's not it's not an accessory you yeah. know it, it's it's for some people it's kind of like you know i i saw the 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 uh, brief story you put out there about you know you mentioned Khaled earlier it's like you know yeah you know it it it, it it's it's just something that you know if it's something that you're checking in the mirror to make sure you put on before you leave the house Mm -hmm. that, that's not you. you know, hey, let me ask you this. You know? yeah. Yeah. Is there, a, is there, are there women that are beard chasers? Well, there's probably way too many. Yeah. Is that way? So, so who, yeah. well, kidding me? I mean, so describe, <laughs> right, what's the term? What is it? Uh, Pongo file or yeah. pong, something like that. And chicks have it on their Instagram profile, like, What's they it called? They want you with a beard. Pomona file? Like no, it's like, like a from Pomona? 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 No. Pomona? Like 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 file? Like a, like a, like a, like a pedophile, but yeah. a right. beard file. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, like beard so, pedophile. So, right, right. Something creepy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. put the file on it because it has to do with uh, hair. Yeah. You know? Right. Hey, there's, uh, there, there's Chaser. Pubescent. Okay. Oh, here it is. It's a. Pagano file? Yeah. Are you a Pagano file? Shop or something. She, so, she hated it. Who's really, the, can you introduce the lady that's here? That's my beautiful uh, better half, uh, Megan. Ah, uh, Megan. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Megan. Megan. Megan, Megan you're a pedophile, pedophile, huh? No, she's no, not. She's no. putting up. With she hated it when I started growing oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it now? Have you grown? To, to accept or grow to love or are you hey, sweet, sweet. bearing with it? Hey, Special K, can you yeah. help them? Just swing it over there. Let's talk to Megan here okay. for a second. She has to kiss that nasty <laughs> thing. <laughs> Get on that microphone. I know you don't like, uh, you know, big black things pointed in your face. But go ahead. Come on, don't, get, don't get crazy. No disculpe. No disrespect. All right, go ahead. So what happened with the beard? Tell, tell us your beard story. So I didn't really like it at first. Hold on one second. Can Special you? K, can you point that motherfucking thing into her face, please? I'm like, can you hear me? No. Is that better? No, yeah, that's yeah, great. All right. All right, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, here we go. Okay, Megan, so, uh, Beard Saga, episode one. Go. I didn't really like it at first because it's like all up in the face. Right. What's it like and to kiss that? It's is weird. It, is it like kissing like a rug or <laughs> like a toupee? Is it like kissing a toupee? Mm, yeah, there's like hair in there. <laughs> you ever kiss him and then there's a hair in your tooth yeah, or anything? Yes. Okay. That's naturally going to happen, brother. Is it, does it have mouth, a flavor? Yeah, does it happens. taste like chili or... Well, it's really nice when he puts the oil on because you can smell really? that oil. You're, you mean oil on the beard? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Not on the lips. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. 
oil on the lips because they've got all this oh. oil and different yes. stuff now, right? Oh, yes. so so it's like a like a jerry curl that goes on the beard, or? the beard oil, yeah, like hair oil, yeah. Like, it's not is curl it? activator, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh the fuck, he's like whipping it around. Like, is it like relaxing? all over everybody. Is yeah. this beard soul glowing? Okay, so good yeah. shower cap on right. the beard so it doesn't exactly. get jerry curl right. curl activator on you. Pepsi commercial and it caught on fire. All right, right. Listen, she's Megan's oh laughing and she's shaking her head. No, <laughs> no. But the beard oils—it like, it smells like walnut. I mean, what does it got? Like a, a flavor? Well, it depends on what he. Well, what? Like put Cool on. Ranch? Is there a no, Cool Ranch oil? No, it's like the. So he uses Poopo beard oil. He uses. Excuse me. What? Poopo's beard oil. What? Pulpo. Pulpo beard oil. Pulpo. Yeah, sorry, I probably pronounced it wrong. Little, pl- little plug there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pulpo beard oil <laughs> from guys who actually know and use it yeah. and whose pulpo. women loves it. Yeah. Right? I've actually used it in my hair. For what? To help the oh, shine. Oh, okay. And like Very good. when I straighten it. Yeah. So. You use pulpo mm-hmm. on your hair? Mm-hmm. Wow. My grandmother used to use the Tres Flores. The yeah. oil mm-hmm. yeah. on her hair, and yeah. she would brush it every yep. day, though. Yeah. Special K, what oil Old does your mom shit. use on her hair? Yeah, what oil? Uh, coconut oil. Coconut. Yeah. Coconut yeah. oil. Okay. And the castor oil, and it's really good for the hair. It right. helps it grow, shinier. Mm-hmm. So It's good in the salad. <laughs> yeah. So now, all right, so t- go back to the beard story. Okay, so so did you, when you met Daniel, was he beardless? <laughs> well, yeah, because we met in preschool. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? Uh, Wow! <laughs> oh, hard luck exclusive. Did you guys met in preschool? Mm-hmm. Preschool? Fuck! I, we've never had anybody on there. I don't no, even know if I, I've ever met, met anybody that met in preschool. So what was it, dude? He was like he didn't have a beard in preschool. No. He was stacking blocks like really high. Look. He was like he. She was like, look at that guy, man. He's got like a a tower that's like six. He had like high. a marker. We had marked in like a fake beard yeah, too, right? Job. Construction paper. Right, right. He taped some construction. Like a pirate out with the beard. So I'm gonna be having a beard one day, babe. Just wait. What was it about him in preschool where you were like, man, that guy Daniel, boy, he's a real one? I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. You don't don't know? I don't remember. Did he share his graham crackers with you or what? (laughs) He was actually, I remember him being very mean to me, actually. Ooh, see, that's how it's done. That's how to pull. That's a player move. It paid off. Yeah, that's a a player play school move for sure, right? So, I mean, so. In preschool, what was it about Megan, uh, Daniel, that you were like, I got to pull it out? He doesn't remember me. He doesn't remember me in preschool. That's mean, Daniel. So, where does the first date happen where you guys start talking about how long you've known each other and when did that happen? Well, my family moved away from Balm Park and we lived in Azusa. And then when we moved back to Balm Park, I was when I was in high school. Uh, and that's when I ran into him again. In high school. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I remember you from preschool. And he goes, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Damn, bro. What kind of a impression have you made on somebody when you see him? They're like, mm-hmm. I remember you from preschool. <laughs> and he's like, who are you? Right. That happens to me two, three times a day. <laughs> that's because you know everybody. Right. Bro. Hey, bro, what up, look? I'm like, hey, what up? And then if I'm with somebody... Like, hey, that's my buddy so-and-so, waiting to hear them say their name. You know, like, all that shit. That's me? Yeah. All the time. You're an expert. Like, how do you I'm like, but I'm an expert. I'm I'm like, the brain cells have been killed off from all the drugs. No, I can't remember shit. You're an expert at at recognizing people without knowing their name and not giving them a clue that you don't know who they are until they let you know. How, what's the move there? 
Sometimes I see some people. That just comes with age and wisdom. You got to know how to navigate. They're like, hey, Steve. And you're like, hey, you. Um, no, there's a little bit of like, as soon as I realize I don't know them, yeah. I start overcompensating. I might put my hand on the shoulder. <laughs> it's really good to see you, bro. Hey, come over here. And by the time I've done all that, they're like. Right. You know, they're like, yeah. Right. You know? But every now and then I got to break it to them. Be like, hey, bro. I know you from. I'm going to remember that next time your arm goes around me, I'm going to be like, you don't know who the fuck I am, dude. If I put my hand on your shoulder, I don't know who you are. This is my best buddy, man. Man, Make way for this guy. This guy. Tell him what your name is, kid. Let it ring loud. Okay, now. Dan. Okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. I remember now. All sorts of slick shit. How about when you go, uh, they go, put my number in your phone. You put it in, you're like, all right. How do I spell it? They're like, J O E. I'm like, oh, I didn't know if you wanted Joseph or the whole thing. <laughs> right. You know, you gotta have like something, right? Right. And listen, when they want you to when they want when they're really hoping that you know who they are, they'll just believe all that. It's like a right. kid coming home drunk right. and the parent doesn't really want to believe you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can right. tell them anything and yeah. but all right. Yeah, going back so, to so you didn't remember okay. who she was. You didn't probably didn't even remember where you went to preschool. <laughs> Did you do a lot of no, in high school? You no. should. We live right across the street yeah. from our friend. I know where oh, went to school. She is your wife. Huh? They moved in right across the uh, street, so he would keep so be able to get there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, look, all you gotta do is make it across the street. Kid. Next right. time you get some fucking funny idea, just remember we met there, motherfucker. And I can send you back there right, right. now. God damn. Bro. I can't. I can't forget. Now our kids went there, so I mean, there you go. How many kids you guys got? Two. Two. How old? Congratulations. 16 and 12. Yeah. Wow. Damn. All right. Excellent. Right on, dude. We're all about the We're familia. Look at that picture yeah. up there. That's me and my wife and my baby. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Uh, hey, Steve I'm going to start getting. Steve looked at that picture and said, Your wife's sister's cute. And I was like, Man, <laughs> fuck you. That's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say that. I, I, I go, I like you better than her. Hey, uh, you know what we're going to start doing? Uh, we're going to have like a fame picture of me with my family, like behind the couch. Yeah, you Because mm. every time he does. Hey, that's me and my family. I'm going to have somebody reach up and go, and now this is me and my family right there. <laughs> and then we should have Special K have his mom holding him as a baby. Like, that's me with my mom. Yeah. yeah. And then maybe I could put up a couple, like, 115 uh, reports from prison behind me. <laughs> you should. Like, you got all your fucking shit. Yeah. Man, you have mine up, huh? Yeah. Right Dude, up. you want to laugh. The other day I had a meeting with a guy, and this is it's, it's a Zoom meeting, right? And yeah, he asked you to christen his kids. No, <laughs> seven thousand. <000 laughs> no, so I said to him, I go like, "Hey," uh, and he looks behind me because sometimes, uh, sometimes people think I'm being pretentious when I put that up. What? Yeah, for sure. Fucking. Man. But listen, if they knew all the I, work you did, nah, man. I don't even care about that as much as I generally. I've never had it up, and it wasn't until we started doing the Zoom meetings and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. That I'm like, I guess maybe I should put that up because do people know I'm a lawyer for real? Right. This is some right. Indian guy with long hair. If I didn't have long hair, I might not need to put all that shit up. Wait, you know right. what? I don't even mean to interrupt the show like this. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Go ahead, but go what ahead. I want to know right now, and I'm sure you guys and everybody else, go ahead. You're an attorney. Go. So you passed and you got your attorney license. Yes, I did. Okay. And that explains one of those things for me. Okay. Now, why are there... Explain. Can you tell us why are there so many? Like, you're an attorney <laughs> and you pass the bar, so you get a big old thing. Yeah. But what is the other seven? Okay, so I've got... These are... Pa so not only do you have to pass the bar, but you also got to be admitted to different courts. Federal courts, oh, all shit. that stuff, right? Okay. So these are admissions to those, and then some of them are uh, being a member of various bar associations. Really? All right, so that people know that it's not like I just passed the bar, but that I've got experience and that I've been 
greenlit to go to certain areas. That's a coaching certification that I got just because I wanted to be trained in how to personally coach people. So if you like see some of my v videos in the mornings when I'm working out, some of that comes from actually taking an actual certification for coaching. Now, all the degrees, and this is what I told the guy. The guy said, oh, those are all your degrees. And he said it kind of snarkily. Right. And go, Actually, it's not all of them. I haven't put them all up yet. Right. There's more you could fill the wall. Right. I'm not ashamed of the fact that I fucking did the shit. Right. You right. should. I'd have them all up. Right. I don't care. I mean, whatever. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, that was the guy that wanted to have a drink with me later. So by the end of it, he, re he realizes I'm a regular guy. I'm right, not acting right. like, okay. Right. And then uh, trial advocacy at my school. I was awarded for the trial advocacy I did in school when they did that. Okay. Uh, and then I don't ha even have my master's framed up there yet. Wait a minute, man. And I don't have my UC Berkeley thing framed I, up there I yet. talk about the master's from UCLA all the time. Yeah, and it's out there. I just don't have it framed. Well, you, want, you want me to go get it framed for you? I we mean, need that up, bro. I, I've already told my wife. Did like, you tell Kevin? I haven't told Kevin yet. Special K, we need to get his thing light. We need, we need to get everything that up there. If you actually were to take all the certifications, it would be crazy. And right. some of the certifications I have just because I wanted to take them, like that coaching one, there doesn't really play into my quote-unquote career. Yeah. I just wanted to know... Oh, but it does. <laughs> I just wanted to know how to like motivate people and also to motivate myself. Really? Right, right. And that's essentially... I took that, that course I took with Conchetta. See, there you go. Conchetta. See? The, the uh, Costco rug lady? Right? No, no, no. I love Conchetta. I, I want her back on the show. You know what, actually? Awesome. They say motivational speakers? Yeah. Are people that have made a living out of talking about everything, preaching everything they need to hear. A hundred percent. Right? Mm -hmm. And That's that makes a sense. Thousand, thousand percent right. That is a hundred percent correct. Because you're really talking to you. Dude, all the stuff that I say in the morning about running and all that other stuff, that's stuff I'm telling myself. So you're pumping yourself up. You're just microphoning it. And I'm sharing it with other right, people. Right, right, right. right? Like that's all. It. It, it's all it is. I think, is. I think standing from the up on a podium in, a, in, a, in, a, in an anonymous meeting, Listen. all you're doing is sharing what you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. What keeps you going. Let me tell you something. I fucking think that all the time I spent doing that set me up for this. Right. You, right. Honestly. Right. Because I don't know if you understand like what it's like to go. Th I mean, you do, obviously. So and I don't know wh what your experience was, but my experience was, right, I had a lot to say. When, when you're in those programs, you're kind of like pent up a little bit and mm -hmm. stressed out. And you heard a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily agree with. And then there's stuff that you do. So that by the time you get a chance to speak, if you're anything like me, right, you're kind of like. Not sure what to say, but you got something to say, and you're not. You, you, is it gonna come out right? Is it not? Blah blah blah. You do your best, right? And they tell you to pray and turn it over, and you go through the, all of that. But if you're anything like me, you still are trying to control it a little bit. Then you go up there and you do. It. But then you hit some stride when you get experience enough to talk publicly at those things, where you realize it doesn't fucking matter, and you've gotten over that little element of self consciousness or whatever mm -hmm. that is, and then it starts to become more natural. And then you're able to really, I think, share and express not just stuff that you're repeating that you thought was real good, but your own shit, your own, your own yeah, real that's shit. That's very different. You almost start with somebody else's shit, right? Just to get your flow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then at some point in time, your actual, um, your actual experiences, your wisdom, right, starts to create your own dialogue, your right. own story, and, and you get comfortable enough to tell it. And not only that, but obviously. 
when you're trying to share experience, strength, and wisdom, uh, the first thing that comes is experience. Well, if you've only got six months, how much experience do you, you got? have? Right. right. But once you start collecting it all, or you, you've been do- not even saying silver time all at the same time. I'm just saying over a period of time, you've been working at it. You gotcha. start to get more experience, and then you have more to share. So, it's talking about working at things, yeah. so, what do you, let me let me ask you something. What do you? Um, we'll start with you, Eduardo. What uh, What do you do professionally or career wise, or what's your job? Uh, so, uh, when we uh, we're currently in Colorado, we uh, we work with children with autism. So. Uh, my wife is basically the the, the board certified behavior analyst, so she does all of that. We have a staff. I kind of handle stuff on the business side, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we've been doing for probably the last ten things, years. What kind of things uh, wow. do you do for children with autism? Well, uh, basically, what you do is uh, well, the service that we provide is uh, it's called uh, ABA therapy. So it's applied behavioral analysis. So basically, there's principles of the therapy that a a child will work with a therapist one-on-one and basically through the utilization of the therapy uh, you get children that are you know potentially nonverbal so on and so forth and and, you know uh, you have goals that you know you you set out there for them to meet and you know after about you know a couple years they begin to progress and they become verbal they have they may have social social difficulties with social skills Uh, that's something that we work on as well um, you know, they don't have to have autism for us to work with them. We have children that we work with that just have behavioral issues, difficulties issues. that, yeah. uh, you know, they may not like people uh, and mm-hmm. things of that nature. That and, sounds uh, normal to me if you don't Yeah, like well, you know, I, it, it's right up my alley. So it's right. Right. Yeah, I, right. I, I, don't, I don't like 99% of people. Right. So, right. And, and, um, and if you do like 99% of people, maybe something's wrong with you. Right, right. So Let me um, ask you this because this is interesting to me. Um, there's a lot mm-hmm. since autism has come more into the forefront, mm-hmm. right? I noticed that there's a lot of people diagnosing people all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're either on a spectrum, mm-hmm. they're not, they're over here, they got Asperger's, they don't, mm-hmm. right? And none of them are doctors, that I, right? They're just people going around uh, saying, yeah, that person's probably... From your perspective and experience... Um, is it over? Is it is it overdiagnosed? Do people not fully understand what's really going on with autism, or is it really just one big thing on a spectrum, or is it actually lots of different, lots of different things? What's your perspective on all that? Uh, well, and and I, I you know full disclosure, I, I I don't necessarily handle a lot of the behavioral piece, but I think from from what I know and from my my experience in the past. Um, there's definitely been an increase um, in terms of actual legitimate cases of, you know, children who actually do have autism. Uh, I think, however, uh, there have been, you know, offshoots that have taken sort of uh, uh, potentially advantage of that, meaning, you know, uh, there's an increase in children with autism. So therefore, you know, we're going to start conducting research about how, you know, maybe wheat isn't good. Right. Or... Maybe this isn't good, and all of a sudden now, uh, you know, there's all these uh, different industries that jump on board that that feel as though they can kind of benefit monetarily by beginning to kind of put you know things out there in terms of uh, that aren't really even rooted or, or, or based on any sort of actual evidence. Uh, you know that that you know maybe this is something we shouldn't do. You know, i.e., gluten or or whatever it is, sugar, whatever what's, it may be. What's what's okay? So. 
what's what are the various theories? Because I've also looked and and I'm not, I, and listen, these are just opinions. It's not medical advice. Blah blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. But this is just a real conversation. Uh, there's a lot of opinions that I read online or whatever about what's going on with this increase. Everything from uh, we just have a better awareness than we did before. Mm-hmm. In the old days, we used to just call that person an asshole or something, and mm-hmm. we didn't understand that they had an actual social issue or they weren't getting the cues, or the cues just don't mean anything to them. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And all the way to, no, it's all the fucking plastic. We got so much plastic. Do you have any thoughts on uh, this increase and or um, is it happening to, like maybe what whip chemicals women are exposed to while they're they're uh, with the babies in utero. I mean, what are your thoughts? No, I, I think uh, with 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 that, yeah. There's 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 certain environmental things that 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 have been discussed that I think are to some degree potentially credible. But I think at the same time, we we kind of fall back on uh, there's there's a genetic component. There was right. something that didn't occur. Um, you know, it, it's something that is still trying to be understood. A lot of people like to say, well, why? Why does he have it? And someone can't, because you can't point specifically, you know, a finger at it's this, it's that. You know, he got it because of this, he got it because of that. It opens up the box to kind of just a myriad of explanations as to why it might be. I've heard the plastic. I've heard, you know, you were living under a smoke bubble, a uh, smoke cloud. You were living too What's close. What's a smoke cloud? Uh, basically, you're too close to the toxic dump or, uh, okay. or you know, you're, you're, you know, whatever it may be. My that, dad told me that you know, every day. Yeah, yeah, right. There's, like, you know, what are you you're living too, under power lines? You're too close to the refinery, you know, right. whatever it may be. So there's a lot of people that try to, you know, insert their, their ideas and their theories on it. But I think uh, for those Vaccines. That, Vaccines, yes, you have your anti-vaxxers who believe that you know if you go for a, for a flu shot, all of a sudden, who knows what's going to happen, right? Um, and there are people that are staunch, you know, they're just opposed to that altogether. But right. we 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 tend to fall back on there was just something that occurred, um, you know, that's ge- there's a genetic component there uh, that is at play. And it isn't something that, you know, completely goes away. It's just something yeah. that you mitigate and you try to to to, to remedy as best you can. I've but. also seen some people discuss from a psychoanalytic perspective that there's a breakdown in the the there's something going on with uh, the teaching of language or the relationship between signifiers and language that's missing now that what Somehow, and it's not, they're, they're putting it towards like it's not necessarily genetic, but there's also a behavioral component that's being, um, that children in their infancy ha- weren't dealing with before that we have now. Is there anything, do you think anything about that, or does that seem kind of hokey? No, that mm-hmm. seems, that's, that's kind of the, uh, you know, it's a little circusy to me. Yeah. Um, I think that you, you fall back on what, what legitimate research tells you. Right. Um, and the principles that are utilized to, to assist these children are, are rooted in, in, in not in bullshit and all the stuff that's coming out now, but in things that we you know have been researched for years. And basically, what a lot of that tells you is there's something that was going on uh, prior to the child being born um, and during the pregnancy that that kind of is a you know there's a couple of things. Autism is one of these 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 kind of wide ranging um, challenges in that there are children that you wouldn't know. You know you have the, you think of uh, 
you know, the kid that you see or the character you see in a movie who's like, you know, can read cards and, 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 right. and is brilliant, but he just has that social awkwardness, right? right. And, and Rain if, Man. And, Rain Man. And if you didn't see Rain Man, you know, uh, uh, being socially awkward, he may be walking down the street and be like, hey, that's just a regular guy. And then there's, right. other, there's other people that you're like, oh, no, there's something wrong, right? right. So it, it really does run the gamut. Um, but there's, you know, there's, you know, for the layman, I guess I, I will say there's, it's like that loose little wire that just didn't connect, you know, all right. the way through right. and, 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 and to the degree that it didn't connect will then translate to the degree of the severity of, of the challenge. Meaning, right. you know, I can be nonverbal and I, I can't do much for myself all the way to, I can count cards, kick your ass at the poker table, um, and walk right on out. And yeah, you know what's interesting about what you're saying is there's a verbal component to it. Like there's some kind of verbal aspect, even for even in like let's say the high functioning savant like uh, Rain Man, right? He could communicate up to a point or whatever, but there was a lot of repetition, and it wasn't you know sort of the what we would consider to be sort of an articulate sort of back and forth between the people. Well, no, there's there there are most. More often than not, there is a verbal component. There, there. When you talk about repetition, repetition in and of itself, in terms of assisting them with the challenge, is critical. They need repetition. Right. So you know, they don't like when I say, and I'm using they loosely, but just to right. gen, don't write just, in just to give fucking, us your yeah, fucking I mean, special I, I can, story I, I, about how I you cannot, don't fit I, the mold. I can already, I can just, already hear about we're the, you know, a my kid. normal conversation. If you can't so, handle listening to a normal conversation, so, turn this shit off right so, now. Right, yeah. Go. So, 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 um, I forced him into this answer. Don't give this guy a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right. No, no. I, I think that, uh, um, they're, they're, there, you know, there are outliers who, you know, uh, like I said, they 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 don't mind the the change. They don't mind not having repetition. They don't mind you turning the lights on. They don't mind the loud noise. Right. But then there are others that, you know, we could be sitting here and all of a sudden, you know, you put Danzig on and they're covering their ears, screaming, running out the door. Right. Uh, there may be people that you shut the light off and all of a sudden it's like, wait, what the fuck just happened? The light's been on for three minutes. Why right. is it off? Why is it off now? Uh, right. So, That's interesting. so this idea that you know things need to remain the same is something that is utilized in order to, for example, you know, help them with their verbal skills. Right. So you don't want to sit there and be like, okay, we're going to work on verbal, but while that's going on, I'm going to fucking turn the lawnmower on, flick the lights off and on. We're going to, you know, turn the computer up, you know, all, the volume up all the way to ten, and then right. bring it down to one. It's right. like you want to kind of, you know, I hate to say it, but it's 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 because of what the analogy potentially could be to it, but it is a controlled environment. Sure. Uh, it is a controlled environment. And I think, you know, drawing the analogy of what a controlled environment is for, for people that are operating in a different world, there's a reason they're trying to make it a controlled environment is because it makes you, it makes you more conducive to following the rules, to change, to, to, you know, at least in their mind, but, but we actually try to control it in a way that is conducive versus in a way of, exerting power or authority it is it is something uh, on, on basic on basic like when we're talking about some of these skills being very basic skills mm -hmm. life skills right mm -hmm. um and i kind of would imagine somebody working with um somebody with a ta autism child is like any kind of young or some but it's something that's growing mm -hmm. and needs to learn and I, you know, what I have found or what I have seen or witnessed is that it's it's usually about consistency mm -hmm. and rep and repet like 
the 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 person or kid itself doesn't understand that they need just like almost with a parent or a pet it has to be Sorry. consistent 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 and that and they almost learn to trust that mm-hmm. and from that they can build a foundation upward mm-hmm. to move on and try other things but that mm-hmm. but the consistency they need it for their own good they might not even know it well i mean there there's there's the consistency for sure, there's also an element that I think is important to most of us, autism or not, adult or child, is there's there's a level of trust. Well, and, that's what I'm and, getting at. Yes. And and the thing is, if they if they trust in you and that you are there for their benefit, that what you're doing is to kind of get them, you know, down that path towards being as what we call typical as possible, um, then it's going to facilitate the process and make it a little bit less challenging. But if they feel as though you're coming at them in a disingenuous way where you're there to pass the time and get what you're going to get out of it, Mm -hmm. uh, then you're going to have, you're going to have your hands full. Right. I think that's just the, that's just the nature of life. Right. I mean, if I feel as though you're, you're not being authentic and you're not being genuine, then um, you know, we're, we're not going to see eye to eye. And, and like I said, they, you know, they're, 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 they're very keen and perceptive and a lot more savvy than, again, the average person might think. It's one of these things where they go, oh, you know, he screams, he's flappy, he's stimming around, his arms are flowing around. He doesn't know that we're talking. No, he knows you're talking about him. Mm-hmm. Well, so this, this, is an interesting, <laughs> this, this is an interesting thing mm-hmm. because on the one hand, a lot of what I, I, I hear or have read or whatever <clears throat> is that stimulation is an issue, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so I guess what you and what you were describing was sort of getting overstimulated mm-hmm. while you're trying to do something. Mm-hmm. Yet at the same time, you're also talking about it doesn't necessarily mean that they can't tell or a sense what your intentionality is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're talking about also you need things to maybe be the same to have a controlled environment in order to teach some lessons or reinforce some lessons, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. But everything you said in this, in this example, from our perspective, it might be considered more extreme levels, Mm -hmm. but that's no different than what school is for the average person in the sense that it's a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's not as controlled. Yeah. They're trying to make it be sure, but it's controlled to the extent that I don't care what you learn in school and I don't care how much the teacher's giving you a gold star, while that might help you get some skills under your belt, uh, it's not going to guarantee you success in life. Not because at all. Because life is not a controlled environment. Not at all. Life is crazy. Absolutely. Right. Okay. But like I'm saying, it's a little bit more extreme. And then also the idea of repetition. I mean, repetition is important for everybody to learn, not at the level that you're describing. Mm-hmm. But certainly, and I can tell you right now, I know a lot of people that are not actually engaging their ability because they refuse to put in the work on repetition. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they refuse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know it's boring. I don't get That's got nothing to do with anything. Right. If you put in a little bit more time, guess what? You could recall that right off the top of your head. It's not as hard mm-hmm. as becomes you think. A, becomes yeah, a. Yeah, or bodybuilding, whatever. Right. Right. No, well, I mean, I think, I think repetition... Um, you know, and when we hear about even just the word repetition, you know, a lot of people think of, like you said, monotonous, boring, Uh so on and so forth. But I, 
and I did use the word repetition before, but I, I kind of also like to use, utilize the term structure because uh, structure is something that we can all benefit from. Sure. And, and, you know, if we leave a very unstructured life. So I think that with children, um, you know, there, there's a reason why sometimes, you know, in a, you know, they eventually become adults and, and they may have challenges being kind of out and about because life is not, you know, black and white, straight line. There's changes coming at you all the time. Uh, and that ability to adapt to those changes, to the context of the situation that you're in, um, it, it, it's, it's critical. And, and sometimes that's where those struggles come, on, come from. But, you know, to, to your point, um, it, it, is not, it is not a controlled environment that we live in. And, right. and, and the fact that it is not uh, is one of the challenges that, that people that work in this field face when working with with clients and how do you trans you know how do you transition from this controlled environment i.e. this office to the parking lot that is can potentially be very uncontrolled mm-hmm. right um you know what i mean how do you how do we make that leap and shit and- shit fuck all that what about this what about this no matter how much you have an idea that you want to accomplish in your mind. Your own mind, to a certain extent, is an uncontrolled environment. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sometimes marriages are actually functional or work or successful because the people that are in the relationship recognize that, you know what, part of my mind's a little like out there, and I just don't have to listen to it, but I can't control all the different things that go. I mean, Megan, Daniel, I mean, can you guys identify with, you know, the reason why a marriage works is is that I recognize I'm fucking crazy a little bit, and I just realize I don't have to do all that shit, right? What, Megan just waved her finger at his beard? What does that mean? <laughs> Daniel, what's that? That means to shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure both of us, we have different parts that we don't deal with. Right? <laughs> you, put, you, you put that aside, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you find something that works between you two. Right. But all, all that other random right. shit right. that's going through your head. Or, right. Like, Right, <laughs> I agree. I agree with that's you. part I of fucking making a relationship work. Exactly, right? and that's normal. Well, two things I want to say is what well, is two things that I want to say was, I think there's a Darwin quote that he talks about where it's not the luckiest, it's not the strongest, it's not the fastest, it's it's the human that's most able to meet the changing conditions fast enough. Sure, that succeeds, right? Absolutely. So something that way. But the other thing is, and I talked about this a lot on the show, and it's what you said. It's a trust thing, okay? Right. I didn't know as a young man for a long time that people that show up happy one day, sad the next day, this other day. I didn't know that I didn't trust those people. I just naturally moved away from those people. Those mm-hmm. people would automatically not ever get into my life because and but I didn't realize mm-hmm. that it was trusting. Right. And it was the consistent people. Whether you're an asshole, I have friends that are assholes every day. <laughs> but they're a consistent, <laughs> they're consistent asshole. asshole. Yeah. Yeah. They, and and those are the people that I trust because I know where they're coming from. I'm watching their their actions, right? Their consistent existence. That naturally those people become my friends. Whether they're an asshole or a nice person, mm-hmm. it's more about that I know where you're coming from and I trust that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you brought up the trust thing. Well, I mean, you know, for us as adults and, 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 and you know, now we're not talking about professionally, but we're talking right. just as adults and people. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's seeing that the people, it's surrounding yourself with people that there's not that switch up, right? right? It's like, that's who he was yesterday, that's who he is today, that's who will be tomorrow. Right. And 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 seeing that consistency and knowing, you know, like you said, uh, 
He's an asshole. He's not an asshole. He's the nicest guy I ever met. He's the fucking worst person I ever met. But you know what? I know that. I know right. that. I know that. That's what's walking in the door. You know right. what to expect. Right. Right. And when you know what to expect, and you don't have that element of who the fuck are you today? You're not trying uh, to figure it out. Exactly. So then, when you when you when you don't have that, then you have again genuine, authentic relationships with people. Right. And there's no there's no pre there's no this additional putting extra on it. This 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 when you're all of a sudden it's like oh. What just happened? I'm like, you're not the same fucking dude I was talking to yesterday. Mm. You know, or you're not the same fucking guy that I was introduced to last week. Yeah, or you you're know? mad when the dude doesn't give you back your money. Yeah, right. All of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Or took your car and right. he's gone for two days. What right. the fucking party game is that? Right, and, and the thing is, yeah. the thing is, life is, is tough enough. There's enough to figure out without yes. having to figure out the people you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah, you know, uh, those are excellent points that you bring up and things that... I struggle with, in a sense, because... Oh, yeah, you struggle with them, Kimon. How so? What, what, are, what, is your, what is your insight because on you that? you hate these fucking people that you can't... Inconsistent. Like, you hate that. that shit you struggle with yeah, We were does. just talking about it this morning, yeah. right? It takes up a little space in your brain. Talk it about it, Kimon. Let it out. Well, air it out. <laughs> now he, he's getting me going, but uh, he knows what to say to get Undo me. the braids and air it out. No, I'm... I, listen, um... Well, okay, let me put it to you this way. First and foremost, there's two sides or multi-sides to like what I'm doing or who I am or whatever you want to say, right? On the one hand, I can really be uh, informal, joking around, like in, in, in really non-logic analytic person. And... Um, I think now I'm starting to realize that that's a survival skill of mine. That I grew up on the reservations with a lot of knuckleheads. Mm -hmm. My dad was a knucklehead. Okay. Um, a lot of his friends were knuckleheads. Sure. I mean, uh, smoke. They took me to see Cheech and Chong in the theaters when I was like five, and they nice. were with them smoking weed. I now, mm. I'm not advocating that anyone does it. I'm just saying my survival skill is I speak chuckleheadies, right? Like I kind of understand, and I understand that a lot of knuckleheads. Their hearts are in the right place. They're not necessarily trying to do anything crazy, whatever. So, as a result, because I can be real casual, mm -hmm. people forget or they get surprised when I switch gears and I become uh, a little bit domineering and a little bit analytical and super directive. When yeah, I'm like, like hey, that. listen, I said that we were going to be doing the show at nine. I said I might need to call you uh. for a question, motherfucker. And when I call it 8.56 twice and there's no answer, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, what part of that don't you understand? Yeah, yeah I hear And you. you don't like it when I get, like, little mean or tough, but don't you understand that's fucking mean or tough to me? Like, right. what do you think? I'm just sitting here jacking off in my office on a Saturday with all this fucking equipment with uh, supporters coming down to the show and everything else for my fucking health? You think, like... Maybe just maybe so anyway, so then people get surprised by that a little bit. So I do struggle with it. But part of what I struggle with, and I was talking to you about this today too, which was you know, sometimes I want to get real mean. You want to chew somebody's head off. Or snap them out of it, uh -huh. right? Uh -huh. And then the other part of me is like, ah, you know, I don't know where the line is to be like easygoing about things right. and where the line is to say like, you know, enough's enough. Like somebody's got to fucking pop I, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just going to say real quickly Go that ahead. 
How old are you again? Oh, you don't want to say? No, no, I'll say 45. I'm proud of it. Okay. I got to say, bro, that somewhere around like, and we've had different lives and we're going to have different experiences, (laughs) but somewhere around 49, right? Yeah. I started to really experience this thing about um, this whole piece of, of being right left me. Right? Yeah. This, the fire and the fight, a big, big piece of it just left me. Yeah. I was, I was worn out and I was ready to just be like, all right. Yeah. And when the time would come to where I would fucking want, usually chew somebody's head off of me, yeah. like this just conscious thought came in my head. That's, that's not the easier way. I, mean, I just, I don't want to fight. I don't want to argue. I don't right. want to raise my voice. Right. You know, I want to put that energy into something different and it was never conscious right but i did feel in times like you're saying right now where i was like i have to lay down the fucking law man this is getting out of hand and i gotta i gotta check some people or i've got this motherfucker's gotta he's not gonna understand it any other way Mm -hmm. but this way you know know, it's and i couldn't let that go man and then it kind of just left me and i think eventually you won't have a timing on it of when you decide or when i'm going to grow up it isn't about that i think you're naturally going to get there and it'll start to slow i think it already is i i mean it may be i just i guess there's a piece of me too though that still thinks that like at a certain level when you've tried all the different suggestions reinforcements there does come a point in time and they do it in the army where that you have to snap somebody's towel and say that's unacceptable. Like suck it up a little bit. Right. Like, what are you going? You're doomed. This isn't just about us, but we have a team. We have a goal. We're all going towards something, and part of us, you know. Listen, when you go in, they tell you like you're gonna have to rely on your fellow soldier to save your life. Right. And you want that guy during. 2 a.m. when you got to watch and sitting there thinking about like, I think I like cheese puffs. No, you know what? Maybe it's like the peanut butter pretzel. Mm. Right? That kind of shit. In a firefight. Or even in trying to, uh, you know, do just a maneuver that's not even in enemy territory. But if people aren't paying attention, if something goes off, there's going to be a wreck. get hurt. Right. Right. So in terms of, you know, this podcast... Sometimes I think about that. I think like, listen, when do I when do I gotta let some? Maybe it's about how much heat I put on it. Maybe it's not. There you go. Maybe it's not a length of time that I do it, but maybe I say ten sharp things in one sentence where I just go, "Look, you're doomed if this is how you live your I life." I think you're it's fucked. more. I think you know what you mind. I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm gonna, I think I don't even think it's about what you're doing with other people. Right. I think it's about what you're putting yourself into. What do you mean? When your temperature goes up yeah. and you've now invested <laughs> yeah. in the veins and all that, yeah. the, it really isn't about what I'm doing to the other person. Right. I'm about saving my fucking mm-hmm. energy. I'm right. about saving my fucking heart and all this shit. Yeah. And when I erupt, whether I solve the problem or not, yeah. the cost was on me. Where's the leadership aspect? Because, because that, no, myself, I'll tell you right now. Here's I the other app. Here's the other app. This is right, what I'm ahead. saying. Go ahead. Exactly the way you talked on the mic yeah. was much more powerful right. than you screaming at somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of wisdom and older. You sure. get to start choosing the right words right. to penetrate somebody. And you don't have to yell. You right. don't have to get upset. Right. You can right. calmly be like, hey, man. 
And in that voice, yeah. you're bringing a different energy. Yeah. And when I do I that, I find that. myself starting to want to help the person because I'm no longer screaming at them. Yeah, I agree All of a that. sudden, I see a light go off in their head because I'm talking to them like a human being. I agree with that. And I start to change who I am. I and now we start getting somewhere. I agree with that. It, 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 it's been the experience for me. Calco, you sound like you want to say something. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I... I, I... I agree with that. I think that, I mean, two things. The first thing you were talking about is, you know, there's the people that know me for this, and then there's they get surprised when right. I'm, you know, and I. But I think that you know we all we all operate in different spaces, right? Um, and and it and within you know, and that that is not switching up, not being real. That's just I operate in different spaces, but within those spaces, I'm I'm real, right? Right. right. And I think that um, you know, like for myself. If 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 I had to, if I had called you before walking in the door and said, oh, we're going to have a, a ten minute segment on autism, I'm probably not the guy you think's walking in the door to talk to you about it. Right, right. But the thing is, is that um, <laughs> that's a great segment. But, but but the thing is, is that you know we we evolve and there's things that we you know for me doing what I do now and I'm not that's not my background, but I I kind of got to that point where it's a cathartic thing, right? You're like you know I want to be vested in this and help with this and when you reach that point where you kind of let that go and that weight just falls off of you yeah um it's a powerful thing like sure. you feel you feel more at peace you, I, I i'm now i get upset when you're trying to make me upset because i don't want to be right. you know yeah. what i mean yeah. like, like, like 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 i really i really the fact that you're trying to to fuck with my vibe <laughs> is what is making me upset because right. because i'm not I'm the most happy-go-lucky now, happy-go-lucky person that I really just want laugh, have a good time, chill, relaxed, you know, bullshit, do all that kind of stuff, and 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 not deal with the drama because I yeah. want I want to you know operate here and help people here and 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 do those things, and you know to Steve's point, when you get to that point that you're like I'm going to not be the yeller, find a, a more proactive, more strategic way of communicating that can be yeah. effective. Because, you know, I I fucking start yelling, and two minutes later, you're not even listening to what the fuck I'm saying. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? What yeah. you're looking at is, why is he tripping? What's, what, you know, what, what just happened? <laughs> why, 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 why is he tripping like that? Like, what the fuck? But I think that you, as you get older, well, but let me tell as you, you get older, you realize that, you know, you... you and, and it's something that I've been struggling with lately because... I went through that point when I got to about 40 that it was like, you know, I can't continue to operate the same way. I can't continue to speak the same way to people. I can't continue to interact the same way. And then I had my daughter who is now uh, close to being three. And there's those moments in time where you're starting to do the and that that thing you've locked away. Because it's trying your patience, mm -hmm. and you're starting to now. It's starting to kind of come back out. And Listen, you've I was talking to Steve about it. I go, look, let me tell you something. That's all well and good, and I believe that. I'm not saying don't yeah. be strategic, right? Mm -hmm. But there's also a piece where I'm like, like you said, you're fucking with my vibe. People don't realize, but maybe they do. But if I'm preparing the show, mm -hmm. right? You see my desk, and I got all these pieces I got put in. I'm not even an audio guy, right? And I'm preparing the show. Yeah. And then I, I and we and, and and we've set it up where I'm gonna call you at a certain time, and then you're not there, and I don't know why. And you're the audio guy. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, or you forget the soundboard. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> right? 
They really have listened to the show. And then all of a sudden, wait, wait. And then all, no, listen, listen. We still listen. love you, Sean. I love you, oh, love no, you, Sean. No, no. Love Everybody you, Sean. loves, love nobody you, loves Old Blue Eyes more than our audience. They yeah. love Old yeah, Blue Eyes. Yeah, it's not even about that. But the point of the matter is, is that starts to fuck with my vibe. Because now I'm like, well, look. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. But, but, but my point is, is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I can't lock it down too much because if mm -hmm. I lock it down too much, like you said, it starts to build up. There might be some build up, mm -hmm. or it might just wind up where it's like very quietly. I walk around and just you know decapitate the neighborhood and bury their bodies in the fucking Santa Ana River. Not that I've fantasized about that, <laughs> but the point of the matter is, 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 is yeah, I am trying to find that balance, man, because in, in K. Kevin's, you know, he's he, he's working in the office as the assistant, so he hears me sometimes. I don't know. I don't know if I snap, but I get pretty intense. And sometimes my intensity isn't necessarily. I had my other gal, the office lady, right yesterday. Mm -hmm. Great gal, and she's learning. So everyone's also learning. Catch you, on They're learning. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> I, said, I didn't learn like that. No, listen, I, 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 they got, they got it set up a certain way. Uh, well, anyway, they're learning, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the other office gal that I have, great, great woman. I support her a lot. And yeah. She came in and she was making some statements about the the law business aspect, mm -hmm. right? And it requires critical thinking. And there's a lot of assumptions and jumps being made, right? Not necessarily her fault, but my questioning is intense. To the extent where I'm like, wait, 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 wait. How do you know what X is? You just mm -hmm. said it's X. How do you know that? Mm -hmm. And then when I get an answer that doesn't answer the question, mm -hmm. when I say, wait, 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 that's not answering the question. You just gave me a, an answer that does not address what I just asked. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes that comes across as like, oh man, he's mad or I'm doing right, something wrong. Right, right. And you're just being assertive. And I'm just drawing them back to training their mind. Like, listen, when I, when anybody, not just me, when anybody asks you a direct question about X, Y, and Z and you start to give an answer that has nothing to do with that, there's a disconnect. And you, we got we to gotta bring you back. And it's not a, a nonverbal issue thing. It's a, most likely, and I think this, that it's an education issue. You weren't properly trained, and our schools don't properly train people, I don't think. No. Okay. So part of my job is to, in, a, in, in that way, say, like, hey, you just said X. That's not answering the question. Get back to the question. What are you saying? Right. And I, but I think that, that, that assertiveness, you know, people like to sometimes just, they confuse anger for, for passion mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and assertiveness, right? Sure. And if you're passionate about what it is you're trying to, call someone out on because right. you're passionate about right. what it is you know this podcast for example right that is very different from just shoot you know t you know saying bullshit for right. the sake of saying right. bullshit right. 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 right like there are people that wake up and their goal in life is to fuck up people's days right right, right. they like, want to yeah. shit on yeah, that, they just want to shit on people's vibes right. all fucking day like i how, don't have time for how that. Can, no no <laughs> exactly and they're, and they're screamers and they're yellers but we know that's rooted in just in, in other shit it's not right. about it's not about anything you're passionate oh. about right, right, it's right. not it's rooted in some right. fucking shit that you're you haven't dealt with or right. don't know how to deal with right and i think sometimes if if the people around you realize hey he has a, a legitimate genuine passion for getting shit done right or or if you know and this is something that i that i see quite i hear quite often in the show is you know and sean even sean there there are no yes men at the table right there are people that no 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 yeah, that's not that's right right, right. That's and, right. And, and but the thing but the thing is is being 
calling someone out or trying to present a different view because you legitimately feel as though, no, no, that's not quite it. Right. That is very different from a, a contrarian podster who is only doing it to get kicks. Right. Right. Like, like reaction. You, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, it's like, I just want to fucking, I just want to sit here and do this bullshit Shock and get, value. get people going at it. Exactly. Right. right. And, 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 and it's all, just like those, those, uh, those, t- those uh, football shows. Right where it's set up that way, you know, right. the two guys don't really right. disagree no. about whether or not Russell no. for the sake of arguing. Right, right, right. right. They're right. just taking extreme right. positions because some motherfucking consultant came in and said, "Listen, you need to have conflict." Yeah, That's right. What's gonna yeah, drive yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus, I actually think this, and we might get to a different place based With on this solution. conversation. Yes. But this is what yes. I actually think. Yes, and there is, it is not a pretentious, uh, right. scripted, right. hey, you know, when we come back from the commercial break, yeah. it's your right. turn to yeah. fucking say... Throw that how, cup at me. Right. right. How, how, how so-and-so is a better quarterback than this right. guy. Right. When you all fucking know that that's not the case. Right. And then we you want know? you to knock your cup of coffee over and right. exit the stage. Right, right. And, 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 and then, you know, we're going to just, just lead the viewers down the charade. <laughs> right. You know, because that's what it is. It's a charade, right? It's not a it, real... It is a charade. It's not a real. And you I, know what? I try to tell people about podcasting about that because, you know, there's been some discussions. You guys had a little bit of a, a discussion earlier with the guys about, you know, what this podcast is and like how it's all going. And, you know, um, there's a couple of things from podcasting that, you know, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, I think maybe just to piss me off because I listen to it and I go, who's fucking listening to this? <laughs> You know, uh, God, Pod, Save America. I listen to that. And I go, who the fuck is listening to this fucking Gomer Pyle bullshit? Right, like, right, right. It, it, the, the cool thing about what's going on with podcasting is that you're cutting out a lot of that producing bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Like Ellen, you know, like, you know, hey, I'm a crazy older white lady and I'm going to do a funny dance. Yeah. And we're all going to laugh about dude. it. Fuck and it's like, and then you find out, you know, there's all these rumors that she's actually a bitch. And mm-hmm. it's like, right. I'm like, done with that. Mm-hmm. I'm right. did that. That was the 80s. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. When you had like, you know, I don't know what, but you had more control at the top. Gatekeepers keeping motherfuckers out. Mm-hmm. Guys yep. with big beards, mm-hmm. guys with Indians, mm-hmm. all that shit. Didn't get to go up there and they kept saying it's not going to play well. You know mm-hmm. why? Because you fucking were squeezing the tube of access so motherfuckers couldn't get in there. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that we can get in there, why are we going to play that game? We don't need to. We don't play I that don't game. I play that fucking game. Yeah. I want to have a real conversation. The realer, the better. The realer, the better. At that level, you start to start to really then dive into like, oh, okay, how real can a conversation get? There's a point at which you hit as a human being where you're, this is about as real as you can get. You're, what, whatever pretense you have on this show or in the, in the discussion is a pretense that you're carrying around in your daily life too. Right. Right. Until you get thumped on the head by a fucking board and you realize, oh shit, I'm an idiot or whatever. Right. But it's a real thing. It's not a fake thing. And everyone's got hidden blind spots that they don't know about yet. That everybody does. I don't think that there was any given given thought to (laughs) us coming up with a show that was going to be successful. None. Okay? That's not the goal. The whole concept (laughs) with the show is really me sharing so much of my life with Chumahan, Mm -hmm. right? And him being like, Dude, we've got to... And the all I'm sharing with him is like, to me, the coolest 
the guys that I thought were the coolest and the, and the shit I liked to be around and hear stories weren't guys that were super famous anywhere except to maybe in my hood. Right. You know, or dudes I did prison time with. And I, and I felt like my homeboys and dudes that I grew up with that were probably breaking laws and selling dope, you know, like their taste and their cars and what we were building and what we were doing yeah. was the dopest shit. I thought high-speed chases, I think that was what I was about. Like, right. I mean, Everything cool. about it, man. Like I, I, I was intrigued with drugs. I was intrigued with prison. I ended up going to prison. Some of the best stories, some of the best men I know in my life, you know? And I was like, I don't care if anybody digs on any of this shit. I like this shit. I, I like this shit. And he liked it. And he's like, you need to bring these on. And people and for all the walks, and I was just like, I also, I also very much in, in my documentaries and in, in, in some of the guys, like, to me, I have homeboys that were some of the bravest motherfuckers that overcame some of the hardest shit that in my world, in my experience in life, these dudes are superstars, man. And the world's never going to know about these dudes. Mm -hmm. They're just going to die. And to me, these dudes' stories and the way they lived, there's, there's, there's a value in each person. Just because the world doesn't know who you are in my community, you were somebody that shined. You were somebody that, whatever, good and bad, whatever. I wanted to have a platform for these people, for dudes that were locked up 35 years. They went in at 25, and now they're 60, and they're coming out. What about them? What about their story? What about everything that happened to them that nobody's going to know about if they didn't write a book or they didn't do it? Those stories are super important to me, man. They affected my life. They, I want to offer a place for those guys before they leave the planet or before what happens to tell their story. They have just enough right to have a platform and their story be documented mm -hmm. as a Roosevelt Franklin, Franklin Roosevelt. You know what I'm saying? It's just, to me, it has the same importance, man. Um, they're historical players. These are real people. You know what? For me, like when, when we talk about what we're doing, you know, I gotta say, like all my life, I've had these this weird, you know, weird fuckers in my life. All my life, weird fuckers, right. just weird fuckers. I ain't cool fuckers, weird fuck, whatever. But but yeah. everybody, you know, uh, has been kind of bizarre in some facet. Right, no matter how normal, and we both are bizarre too. Right, but like you, I feel like you can kind of look at us and know there's some extreme shit going on around. Right, right, right. right. You got right, Tess, right. I'm fucking long hair, yeah, I got yeah. gap teeth, you know. But like, you know, like you know, I got more gap teeth than you do. So I'm just chill. telling you, it's up in the front, it's up in the front. <laughs> but what my point is is that what I'm saying is is like, you know, for me, there's been so many, and I'm saying infinite amount of times where I'm like, I wish somebody would have saw that so fucking hilarious that what just happened mm -hmm. or i fucking wish like my wife she's i every day i'm like can we please hire somebody to come in and just record all the shit you say to me just please no one would believe it what you're saying no one would believe this relationship if i explain to them what you just said and then how i responded that's exactly what's going on between these two right it's why i think you nailed it they ever put a camera the people would think i'm fucking we're crazy like, right, we have no right. Business, you know? i tell my wife you're nuts my wife's always like i was like like 
Dude, all right. Nobody tells her husband that. That's crazy. You can't make this shit up at home. You can't. You can't. You You cannot make this shit up. With the mother-in-law, everything. Yeah, you throw some family members in there. Oh, it starts getting real weird. Everything that we just talked about, by the way, right? Like when this previous show where you're like, listen, you better count your calories, but dude. When you live in a Latin Why family? does your Uncle Joe just fart like that? Why does he walk outside or anything, right? I mean... Yeah, there's a lot of those weird things, right? But you think I don't have a filter? I do on this show because there's so many much more <laughs> things that I would love to talk about this family I've married into. Yeah. I would give anything. Yeah. Kevin's laughing away. He knows that family, I, too. Oh, ooh, you better watch, boy. Dude, if I said the wrong thing, bro, there would be one circumcised Indian up in this piece yeah, right yeah, about yeah, now. Yeah, Let me yeah. tell you that. But let me just say, just generally speaking, and I know I'm generalizing, and don't give me a bunch of fucking shit because you know it's true. Mm. When you're counting calories and mm. watching what you eat uh-huh. and eating frozen food and weighing it in a Latin household, you're, there's oh, something wrong there's with you. No yeah, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. something wrong with you. Yeah, I've gone full blown fucking nuts. The guys are gonna I'm start like, telling you, "What are you, a girl?" Oh, right. Guys, oh yeah, yeah. They think I'm trying to kill the baby. It doesn't matter that the baby eats five, six times a day. I see it. Breastfeeding, regular food, everything. And my baby's a little chunk. Mm-hmm. There's not a skinny fucking bone in this baby. <laughs> not, and I'm not saying she's fat, so don't get freaked out. I'm just yeah, saying yeah, she ain't yeah, thin. Yeah. I've seen the thin babies. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I've seen the salad. And she ain't one of them. And, oh. Are you kidding? Oh. She could live off of one of her cheeks, cheeks. probably for six months. Right, right. Right? right There's right, enough. So fat. much like camel humps. Her cheeks are like camel yeah, humps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got water and fat. Store everything in. Oh, you could just lock her in a trailer for a year and she'd come out and be like, hey, that was cool. Come out ripped up. Yeah, ripped exactly. up right? <laughs> but because I'm weighing, right? Family members will say shit like, that's fine if you want to starve yourself, but don't and starve the baby. baby. Well, I'm like, what are you talking about? Stop the baby. Look at that baby. The baby ah. looks starved. Dude, the baby, everywhere we go, little T, her whole thing right now is trying to do a pull-up. Wherever we're at, she's grabbing onto something and just hanging. Mm-hmm. Hanging. Mm-hmm. Lifting her legs up, hanging. I tell them, I go, listen, how is that baby malnourished? It's doing pull-ups. Right. It's only 20 months and she's doing pull-ups and she's a girl. I'm not saying girls can't do pull-ups. I'm just saying. Yeah. She can fucking... She's not... Malnourished babies don't do that. Right. Malnourished babies just kind of lay there and yeah, scoop her and yeah. scoop her. And they just kinda... So when you're counting calories and weighing food, right? And I have relatives and they cook shit. And the first thing they tell me, right, is like, oh, it's vegan. Right. And Everybody's they say vegan. it too fast. Yeah. Right? Oh, only organical. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think so, my friend. <laughs> I didn't use any oil. I never believed it. Right, right, right. I didn't right. use any oil. If any Latin person tells me that, that's a flat out lie. Either that or they're not Latin. Because there's oil. I don't care what it is. Right? It, it, it's like everything needs to have been sauteed in some yeah. kind of oil. Yes. And I ain't against it. I like it. But if you eat like that, if I eat like that, I'm not going to have abs. I'm not going to have abs. I'm going to have to be one of those people that wears, wears that tummy trainer. Acting like I'm doing a tummy trainer when really it's a corset. I'm just sucking it in. It's not a real... I'm not training shit. I'm basically... You're just overeating. Right. I'm, and then I'm just putting a wrap around there to try to hide the fucking panza. Right? I mean, that's what's really going on. Daniel, uh, can you speak to any of this married life that's trying to live healthy in a Latin household? I mean, anything? Oh, there's no eating healthy. I mean, she tries. She brings in, like, tofu and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, nah, I need 
fucking meat. I grew up with this. You thought it was a giant eraser. I was eraser. like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. you saw the tofu. You're like, what is this? A Styrofoam? giant eraser? What, like, what, what, what am I supposed yeah. to put this under the car? Like growing up, my grandma cooked with lard. And right. Just yeah. Everything buttered. Just yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then she tried to bring in this stuff every now and then. I'm like, no, I'm not having this. You're having okay. that shit. I Megan, do it. like, I mean, have you tried? Have you tried to? Megan's instill? loving her, her husband. She wants to see I, him live a long time. Listen, I feel like she sneaks it in sometimes and just doesn't tell me. See? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, like, I got relatives. That's right. <laughs> I got relatives from Guatemala, right? And uh, the 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 wives think it's their like if their husband isn't fifty pounds <laughs> overweight, the wives right. think not that doing their job. Right. right? She's about to die. Yeah. Like, like if he's and not, the other women are looking at her like. What's the matter with you? Right. Right? right. What's wrong with you? I can actually you see his muscles. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What are you trying to do? Kill him? We have to teach you how to take care of a man. Right. Right. I, and I, I trip on that because I'm like, Daddy, he's here. actually Come here, girl. We got to show you how to take care of your man. Yeah. And, and everyone's overweight. And I'm like, dude, he's going to explode. The guy's going to die eating that way. Right. There's like people... And they go, <laughs> yeah, they think I'm making a joke, right, right, right? right? They're like, no, you're the one. I think you might be a woman. You've turned into a woman. You're so thin, you're yeah, almost say, a woman now. How does that like, feel what? when they tell you that? I don't give a fuck. You wave your hair around. <laughs> I, like, I ain't no woman. I say, well, why don't you come over here and yeah. try to do something about a mother, mother? We'll find out. No, I don't care about that. But the point of the matter is, is like, yeah, dude, I'm in a lighthouse. Oh. Hey, but are you past the part where the cousins, remember like the cousins? You walk by and the cousins kind of look at you. It's like, and like, remember you told me that yeah. you like walk through the yeah. parking oh, lot, yeah, and you're like the beach. They're like, <laughs> right, like I ain't the real one, right, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you still so get far, that? Not even close. You know why? What? You know, I don't even get that at all. You know why? Now, because anybody could be married to my wife for as long as I have, mm -hmm. and still stand up straight and be like <laughs> calling the shots and doing whatever. Right? That must mean something. Right. Because my wife, my wife's tiger. Latin times 12. She doesn't fuck around. So you've gained respect in the community. 100%. They're and, like, this dude's a G. I mean, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and also because I don't drink. At first it was like a right. lie. At first it yeah, was that, a lie. That, 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 yeah, that yeah. alone is raising suspicions. Right. At first it was like, yeah, he doesn't drink. Right. <laughs> like you don't, you don't yeah. trust the guy who doesn't drink. No, no, right. No, There's something around. wrong with a guy that's yeah, not yeah, drinking. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, how yeah. it started, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They offered you a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I was right. like, mm, yeah, that's, either that or you're too good to drink with yeah, Right. Like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, listen, some of them were like, you married an Indio? You mean our family traveled all the way from Guatemala and then you marry an Indio? You're setting us back. What the right, fuck are you doing? Right, right. And my, my wife would be like, listen, Indios in the United States is a different thing. It's a completely different thing. So don't drink, right? But the fact of the matter is, is uh, yeah, I'm way past that now. And the daughter and seeing me with my daughter and spending time and then working and also working. The amount of work that I put in yeah, that's respected. Yes, that's respected, of course. If you brother, put in that kind of work, there isn't any kind of thing where I'm like, I got a bad back and I can't nah, get up the couch. Nah, save all that shit. Malingering. You got to get up and make shit happen. Yeah, and the fact that I, I, and that everybody sees that I get up early every fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> There's no like. Well, you know what though, Chumon? It yeah. is. It is because you're consistently that guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is why people like me, I, I trust that. You know, I trust right. that. Right. You don't. You, you know, listen, I said this before, man. There's something really like, I, 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 you know, prison's not a good place. You do not want to go to prison. Right. 
I went to prison and I gained a lot. And I already had some fundamentals, but in prison, one of the greatest gifts that you can learn is you get to know who your sur- people are that are around you. Right. Because people can act in the free world different ways when they see you, or they can keep up and act for a month, two months, six months. But when you see somebody every single day, right? And I'll just say, we'll start with like the six month mark, but a year, two, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you start spending that much time with somebody, you're going to get to see who they are, bro. Because you cannot act that long. No. It's the biggest news. The one thing I can tell you for sure is nobody can act that long. That's why a movie is only two hours long. Eventually, <laughs> right. You're going to see right. who you are. You're right. going to find out who you And they're going to find out who you are. Right. Okay, right? Right. And there's like, those are the bonds. The the people that I fuck with from the join, a lot of people like that, these are people that I form these connections with over a long time. They're really that guy. Right. And that's what you come to trust, man. And I think that there's a lot of this pop-up six-week, two-month shit. That's why I don't fuck with that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can see it. Most of the time, mm-hmm. very quickly, you know? Right. Um, I don't know why I jumped on that, but I wanted to say that. Because I was showing up uh, as the dude that I said right. I was. So that's, that, exactly, sorry. And and absolutely, dude, work, showing up, getting up, being consistent at the level you are. Yeah. N- motherfuckers are just going to respect it at the end of the day. I yeah. believe that a real man. Yeah. He's going to respect that, man. Yeah. No, you know what? And, and I like to joke a lot. And it, a lot of it is true, though. Like, some of the conversations I hear from relatives and, and, and Latin friends and stuff like that are way out. And it's nothing about me. It's just I listen to some of them. Like, like this thing, Premier Impacto, right? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking people up, bro. <laughs> That's fucking a lot of Latin people up, bro. Because, like, I'll be in a situation... Or I'll like come home and people will be stressed out, right? Like, yeah. don't go outside. I'm like, what? And like, and then you find out they just saw a story on Premier Impacto where the neighbor was crazy, went mm. with an axe and chopped somebody up, and then and so everyone's stressed out. Special K, you're nodding. Do you do you can you have you been around uh, somebody got stressed out by Premier Impacto and you're like, hey, all every day of my life, every mm-hmm. day. Of oh, the fam, like, the family's real into that. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know what's going on in Latin news, Mm -hmm. right? Somehow Latin news is covering something that's really wigging people out, right? Megan, you're nodding. What what can you say about that? Oh, man. Come on, Megan. Let's go. Don't be shy. This ain't the show. I know when you watch the news down in Mexico, man, they be showing the heads rolling around (laughs) on the street. They're playing marbles with heads down there, man. They show like a local car accident. Yeah, and yeah, you're like yeah, sheep yeah. fucking people get the fucking sheep put over in the arms and legs and shit. Like, oh, yeah. You get no oh, yeah, filter. No, when you get it cut off out here, they show it out there. Yeah, yeah right. 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 Yeah. Megan. Exactly. So, I mean, have you been around the Premier Impacto, the Latin News, oh, and yeah. the people stressing out? Oh, yeah. Like, don't go outside. Yes. But what's weird is, this is what's weird. Okay? This is, I'm going to tell you one that's weird. So, Premier Impacto, okay? That fucks They're up. They're getting a huge plug today. I Shout out. <laughs> Primer impacto. Hey, who, there hey, you go. Right. Primer impacto. Right. right. It's fucking hands down better than Sabado Gigante. <laughs> but the point of the matter is, the it's like this, though. It's like, Primer impacto. It's fucking people up, right? Mm-hmm. But then when COVID came out, there was somehow that wasn't scary to a lot of Latin people that I know. Mm. Like, Primer impacto? The fucking... 
Head fell off of the fucking kid when he was walking down the, the street. The chupacabra. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Cucuy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Cucuy exactly. was fu- freaking people out. Yeah, right. dude, it was, yeah. dude. I mean, there were we had Cucuy sightings all over Santa Ana right, back right, in the day. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, everybody was running out there bro. trying to get. There was a bounty yeah. on his head. We were trying Kukui, to catch him. <laughs> Cucuy rents that office right over here, just down the block. Uh, absolutely. But, but here's the thing, though. Uh, so that right so I come home and they're like don't drive your car anymore and I'm like why and they're like because the fucking window will rip your head off and I'm like yeah. okay then COVID and then a lot of my Latin friends were like yeah it's not real and I'm like why is Kukui real but then like COVID that wasn't real how does that what, how does that work well I mean first of all the primer impacto yeah. the way we could have, use that as a drop later primer impacto yeah. but, we yeah. need like a hard but, luck impacto but, but the thing is it, like it, a lepki it, impacto it, it, it's oh, in the words right it, it's first impact so right. so you can't be subtle and have your title be primer impacto that's true nothing would be primer, primer impacto is like you're walking to the fucking couch and all of a sudden you hear the fucking yes. Martians are landing and you're like whoa right. what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go sit down and right. all of a sudden the end right. of the world and end of days and zombies and you're gonna call yourself prepare impacto yeah no there's some blood and guts. Yeah, no, no. Uh, the zombies, kukui, all that right. stuff is definitely something that's uh, a common common theme. <laughs> it's like the national... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit Credit card rewards? Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. National Enquirer. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I no, love that was that. It, for love sure that. is National Enquirer. Remember yeah. Fuera de Seria? Fuera de With Sofia Vergada? Yes. Dude, yes. bro, that was my favorite show in yeah. prison. Everybody <laughs> had that on in prison. This yeah. is when Sofia Vergada was yeah. young. Dude. Yeah. And she'd go around with this goofball, bro, and they do stuff. Yeah, she's been around for a long time. I see a lot of Latin shows. Like, I don't really get into them. I just see them in passing. The game shows, and they're all wearing bikinis. Like, yeah. Yeah. I love it, bro. There's an yeah. old, it's, old, it's never a hot guy. Sabido gigante. Right. It's yeah. always an old fat guy that's over the hill, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And you know he can't and get silver, it up for any of these chicks. with a suit yeah. on. But then yeah. there's like a hot chick with like almost no clothes on, just busting out of the seams. And I know it would be the thing about like, you know, fake tits and all this other shit, but these chicks are hot, right? Yeah. And I'm always like, what? Somebody in in the Latin television figured out, like, listen, hot chicks are hot chicks with paired with guys that could never fuck them. Oh, that's man. a fucking hit. That's gonna win everything. What is that? Well, most of the hosts. I mean, if you uh, you know, if you see the hosts, it, they're dead until that green light turns on. <laughs> Right, and then yeah. I mean they're fucking wheeling them out. They're fucking yeah, in the back dude. doing all kinds of shit. <laughs> right, and then they roll them out. They put, they, <laughs> they, you know, they put that huge knot tie on them uh, with the fucking, and then they roll them out on on wheels, slap them twice. on wheels, and then you know, and then all of a sudden that green light, hey, <laughs> well, well, buenas tardes, and, right. and they're all you know they're rolling for the next two hours, and then right. as soon as that red light hits, they. Right. Roll them back right, out right, right. and put them right. in whatever chamber they sleep right. they're in. They're like pumping tiger that, blood yeah, into their veins. Yeah, absolutely. Oh right. That absolutely. is so fucking funny. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, dude. I. You know what though? I. The, so anyway, the point is, where, mm. how this all started was, in my daily life, even with Kevin, even with here in Lauren, even in the office, even with my client, dude. I've got client conversations that 
I fucking wish I could record and people can't believe that that's my life. Like, hey. it, would, like, it would be weird if I've had clients who are like old COVID denier guys that like will come in and be like to, to people who like, so I have people in the office. Now this is a client that I've known for a while. Person in the office doesn't know who that person is, but that client doesn't care. He just figures I'm paying the bill. So I'm going to come in and say whatever the fuck I want to say to whomever. So he comes in and, it, and it talks to the office person and is like, Governor Newsom just said that uh, people over 65, they can't leave their house without a mask. Well, I don't have a mask. What do you think about that? And like this like 22-year-old girl is like, uh, I don't, who are you, sir? I don't know. And I'm like, come in here. Get in here. You're scaring my office. Just can you please come in here? I have so many bizarre conversations with that gentleman that aren't recorded that should be recorded. Anything that happens, he's 65. Anything that happens in the law, he relates it back to high school football. <laughs> we went through something together where I was like, you know, we did some things and it worked out great. And, and he said, thank God, I went, uh, thank God I was a uh, linebacker in high school. That's how we got through that. You know, I learned a lot of things as a linebacker. And we're talking like, <laughs> and I talked to his niece and I'm like, yeah, he's always talking about this high school thing. She, I mean, she's like, yeah, he played high school for one year. One year he was in But this guy, he, to him, he, this he guy, was, he was a letterman. Oh, he was in Crimson he looked, Tide. Looking at, look oh. at, yeah, SEC was looking at him. <laughs> fucking five different fucking options for Are you, college. The whole, during certain negotiations, right, you, you know. Uh, Third he, string water boy for one. He knew, he knew how to go with the argument and then fight against it because there was drills that were happening in high school football where he ran, jumped, and they were teaching him how to fall. So he knew how to go with the force. I'm not lying. <laughs> and listen, and listen, wow. this is why I don't feel sorry for anybody because <laughs> I don't feel sorry for anybody. It's not a fault for sorry. No, listen, you know why? Because I have to sit there and have the conversation and I don't get to be like on the show be like, what? Right. I have to be like straight face. I can't, dude, my lips quiver because I'm trying not to laugh. Sometimes. Go ahead. In those situations. Go ahead. Go ahead. I've gone ahead and I've gone like, what? <laughs> and they're like, and I go, I just play. You know, like, but I had to say it. Yeah, to get it out. To get it out, bro. Have you ever done that? No. I, listen. Like, the other day I walked over to your boy that you used to work with, and he's like, a little bit stressed out. And instead of me helping him, I'm like, yeah, you fucking stressed out because you're stressed out about everything, motherfucker. And he looked at me like, I just play. Sometimes, even if it's inappropriate, I've had to say it, man, because you just got to get it out. Listen, mm -hmm. too let me perfect. Tell you, let me tell you something. There's enough money riding on these situations where I can't, I can't even take that chance. <laughs> right, right. So no. I got to be like, I sit there, and I'm I not about, an attorney, bro. I, no. I'm doing them on a whole different level. Right, right, no, no. If I was in that scenario, I'd probably do. But listen, I'm telling you, this is what I'm saying. This is what, dude. I don't think. Listen, I don't earn my money through the research and the writing. I, I do a great job. That's not where I earn my money. I like doing that a little bit, right? You guys know. Mm -hmm. Where I earn my money is holding it together when I'm hearing craziness directed at me in my face. It's interesting that you say that. Go though, ahead. Go ahead. Because regardless of the perimeters that you're saying in, in money or le sometimes when you say the crazy shit, you don't have to clean it up. Right. They go ahead and jump on it. Like, if you did say, what the... 
That guy might be like, instead of firing and telling you, know, he might be like, I know, man, I'm trying to work on it. Do you have any suggestions? It can turn around because you were dishonest. No? Uh, listen, I'm not saying what you're saying is impossible. Are you fucking sick in the head? Like, you want to say no, something no, like that? No, no, I do. Listen, sometimes I'll be like, bro, like, if you ever show up again, <laughs> yeah. right, right, yeah. dress like that, yes, it ain't going to work. Right? I can't say that. You know why? Right. Listen, listen, let me tell you something. Tell me why. All right, I'm going to tell you why. Because while in a friendship or even in a colleague way, yes, that can turn around. Okay. All right? But in a situation where you might have 13 Gs outstanding on an invoice. Mm. That could fuck you off. Yeah. So I got to be yeah. cool. I get you. I got to be cool. Right? I got you. I, I got to be cool. So like, I got to sit there and be like. Like, dude, I think about, like, samurais. And I think about, like, Zen masters who had, like, to sit for, like, 80 hours just straight, you know, and, like, not move a muscle. So, so like, while that person's like, thank God, I, I was, they used to do these drills uh, where we would, like, roll on our shoulder, and then, and then that's how we were able to win that case, you know, like that. And I got to sit there and just be like, yeah, I, I understand. I mean, maybe this show is all about giving me a place where I can finally snap and be like, you know what? That's the fucking dumbest shit I've ever heard. Because there's real serious places in my life where I have to be like, even with the judge, there's been some things that a judge has said. It's not my case. Right. Right? I can't, can't, you know, experiment with the judge and be like, hey, Your Honor, why don't you go fuck yourself? Nah, just kidding. Listen, listen. Why are we all straight? No. When certain people are sitting across from me and they're like, and they say certain phrase, dude, I've got some clients that they have a certain phrase they ref- they say all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna go and even go any further and anything that could identify what that is, how that is, where it goes, anything. All I can tell you is that inside, like my ribs and knives just jab my inward sides every time I hear that phrase because I've heard it so many times. It's so many times, and it's ridiculous. When I can't, I, I can't what is even. It? I don't know. Oh, oh it, that, if it was that, I'd be dancing on clouds. I, I could do that all day. No, there's a certain something, something, something. The phrase, and I have to. Are hold you going to give us the phrase? No, no, because I don't even want, in a weird way, that, that somehow, in a weird rim shot, you know, he right, said, right, she said, right, that right. he gives back. Okay. Well, okay. I'm just telling you, like. Pieces of me die. Like, my cells call me up, and they're like, I'm committing suicide right now. I'm just going to die inside. This is your esophagus cell. I don't give a fuck about life. Right, right. <laughs> when I hear that, that phrase over wow. and over. Wow, wow. It's like, and, and people in my audience, Kevin's laughing right now because he's seen me. Now, listen, if you're my client and you're listening to this, rest assured, this isn't about you. I'm talking about another client. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Kevin has seen, he's seen me once the conversation's gone and there's no possibility of anything let out some steam. Mm-hmm. Right, Kevin? Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Is it? And it's fucking hilarious too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is why I'm saying like, I, you know, maybe that's why I'm, I need to snap and maybe that's why sometimes I have this show. It's just so I can finally say like, I don't think so. I think there's, you know, hermaphroditic frogs that are involved in it and i think they should be allowed to have vote as well you know what i mean like maybe I, I just need that i guess if you feel like you are suppressing some things I, I, I on think, a regular that you need to have an outlet to 
I think it would be like we would hit a new ratings level if we didn't even explain it. You just filmed me in certain conversations not saying what you know I would say if we were on the show. Sure. Just air bubbles over your head. Oh, like, yes. Just watching You're like brain bubbles like starting to this melt. This fucking guy. Oh, <laughs> fuck out of here. Oh. And, 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 and even in my relatives, like my biological and married relatives, there's certain things, right? Like, you know, we had some folks visit from um, Guatemala. I won't say anything further than that other than that their beverage of choice at every meal was a cup of noodles. Like, I don't even understand. They would have their meal, and then the thing that they were drinking was a cup of noodles. I can't even. I couldn't even tell you, like, in terms of, like, sodium. And I'm not even an anti sodium guy. I don't right. care. But I can't even explain that. So. No, Megan's shaking her head. <laughs> Megan, uh, sodium water. Right? Are you? So, Megan, are you? Yeah, thank you. Are you? Are you Latin? Thank you. I'm half. And what half? Like what? What? From My what? mother's Mexican. My family's oh. from Mexico. Oh, okay. And your father's what? Um, Irish and German. All right. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, how long? Have you, yeah. Hey, Daniel. You know, we never found out. Is Dan? What does Daniel do? Oh. Daniel, what you doing? Daniel, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> well, for the last what, 19 years, I've been working uh, custodial for a school district. Nice. Okay. All right. Right on. Right 19 out, years. Yeah, right out of high school. Yeah. So what, what are the challenges with that? Besides oh, dealing with fucking morons? Yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, dealing with morons. Like, exp- 19 years. Have you seen any changes in the kids? Here we got somebody that's there every day. Listen up, special. Nineteen years you've been working with kids. Have you seen changes? Besides them not being able to communicate and always on their phone. Yeah. Like yeah. that drives me crazy. I can't understand yeah. the kids anymore. Like you know, when you were growing up and you hear your parents say, "Like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about." Like I, right. I become that guy now. <laughs> right, 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 right. About anything. Right. And then yeah, and then I think that's going to be pushed even further back. Because no one's in school now because of COVID. All right. Of course. Like, how did that affect you? Did they still put you on salary or how does that I, work? I was off the first six weeks. Yeah. And then I've been there ever since with no kids. How's right. that? But constantly. Are like, you like roller skating throughout the empty oh, halls? It's peaceful. I've never watched so much TV in my life. Awesome. <laughs> you know, like, Easy. <laughs> Might have to edit that part out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say what district you're at. He's I'm like, don't sure worry. The I've principal's watching. Right. You got 19 <laughs> years in. They ain't fucking. Does the principal try to fuck with you? Like, is it is it is it scary? Is there real hierarchy with the the staff or anything? Or is it is custodial like kind of outside of that? They kind of leave you alone. No yeah. one really wants to deal with you. Like, you ever like, you know what you're doing? Do you ever sweep and find a joint? Oh, I've pulled needles out of like the field and like. Damn. It's, it's crazy the stuff you see at school. Really? Like, oh. yeah. Any yeah. guns? Any guns? Uh, no, Bullets? no, thank God. No, thank what about like, there's been knives and stuff? I, nothing I want to ask you that. a question, right. Megan. You're here. <laughs> no disrespect. Um, no disrespect, but I've often talked to women, right? And I go like, "Well, oh, the men's room was disgusting. Somebody took a dump in the in 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 the urinal." Mm-hmm. And women, all of them, say to me, "You know what? Women can be sicker than that." Oh, ten times. Ten times. Tell stories, us some man. disgusting oh. woman bathroom stories. Like, have you ever gone in and just seen blood like on the wall? 
Like they'll, you know, it's it's that time for them, and they'll just stick it on the walls or. What kind of a person is Steve? Look at yeah. Steve's face. Yeah, Mr. Dude, I mean, Mr. Zero, but Steve who just. Who does about, that? Yeah, who does that? <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people. I mean, I've gone in. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. It's not Lady. Like, you heard it here not, first. Yeah. Hard luck show exclusive. <laughs> You think you're dope because you're writing your name Little Slinger with a fucking, mm-hmm. you know, Sharpie <laughs> pen? You ain't shit because there's a woman in a restroom right now saying Angel was here with a bloody tampon. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much. Damn! Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah, in so, school. Breaking too. news. Right, because I, I think like nothing really bothers me now, and there's still those moments where I walk in and I'm just like, fuck this. Right. Like, Have you ever had PTSD or anything from walking into one of these bathrooms? <laughs> No, no, I haven't. Are kids still <laughs> putting stuff like fireworks in the toilets and stuff like that? No, nothing like that. I mean, you're you're, you're taping like uh, pills on top of like sanitary napkins, like the holders on the bottom. You're checking things like that. Like they're wow. all. Oh, are they stashing drugs? They're stashing, stuff? stashing stuff. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I mean, there there's the worst one I heard was like it was going around everywhere, and they were dipping uh, fucking Kotex in vodka and then selling them at school. And they're, you know, shoving it right up their ass to get right. fucking drunk at school. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's called <laughs> yeah. Steve's face. His that, eyes are that, like, that, I can't even yeah. imagine. Imagine that needing That one blew my mind. Yeah. Wow. I never even heard that. I was like, I've heard a lot of shit, bro. That's the first. I've never heard that. And you're a prison dude. I am. Right. I didn't even know that works. It's going right. to take off now. It's going to take off now. Right. <laughs> so they dipped the it's tampon. It's called an Astini, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's not. I never even. Right. I thought it was. I know about putting dope in your ass and you're going to get high, but not alcohol. We had a friend who put a shard of crystal in his ass. Yeah, a big old shard. Time traveled. Right. (laughs) He came to like a day later (laughs) inside a stack of tires, right? (laughs) That's a true story. Yeah, Yeah, you took a shot. this gentleman's idea was like, I'll just hang out with my friends, but when I do that, why don't I just shove a huge thing of crystal in my ass, and then I'll just sit on it and just see what happens. I fucking was in a motel room. Yeah. And I'd been up for days. For days, right? Yeah. And not looking right, not acting right. Real weird. <laughs> this fucking motel wanted me to leave. Dude, when a and I was so sketched out yeah. that... Um, that 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 by that point in time I'm so sketched out that I've got a bag of loaded rigs that I've got stashed by the pool of the motel, <laughs> right? So in, I don't want any dope in my room. So I'd go out and I'd go over like I'm dumping out the trash and I pull like a rig because I already loaded them, right? And I bring the rig in and my thing and flush it out the toilet, right? And no drugs on. So I go through all that and like the next day I end up copying. Okay. And now I've got the dope in my room, right? right. Table. And I'm tripping, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I think the cops are outside. I can hear helicopters. <laughs> They're about to kick in the door. So I, the dope's on the table. I scrape the dope up into, like, a, all the coffee cups. That much coffee, right? <laughs> Just, I go, they come in now. They can't find the dope. It's So I'm like, I need to go get some cigarettes. Right. So I leave it. As I'm walking out the door, I, I'm like, and I, and I think to myself, oh, it was just a little bit. I don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, I drank it down, right? Oh, no. But it was like, it was like a couple grams of meth right in there. In your coffee? In this little thing. And I drank it. And when I drank it, I go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. 
right? I say to myself, oh, that was more than like, ah. And so I'm like, all right, let me get into the car. And I oh, get in the car. I probably idea. saved my life. That's a good I idea. I get in the car and I drive down two blocks to this Exxon station. Right on the corner, it's a Chevron. Right on the corner of Westwood and Santa Monica Boulevard. There's like a mobile or a pull in there. And I'm walking and I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes. And as soon as I get in there, um, the guy, as soon as like the next guy pays and I go up, all of a sudden my motor skills started like I couldn't, right? And I'm like telling him, he gives me. And I get to the car and I'm kind of walking retarded to the car. But when I get to the car, when I try to put the key in the ignition, my hand was moving so fast Are that I could Are you watching this happen? Yeah, to I'm watching this. And I'm like, <laughs> right? And I turn, and dude, all of a sudden, bro. Uh, sweat starts profusely like I'm pouring and I'm like and I roll down all the windows of the car and I turn all the air on and the music up and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna you know and I'm trying to take these breaths and the breaths feel like 10 times bigger than your normal breath right Right. (laughs) and I'm like and that's the last thing I remember right I wake up in ICU bro that put me induced me into a coma because my my, when they a lady sees me Foaming at the mouth, uh, on this, like like this, oh, and no. she thought I was having an epileptic seizure, so she calls. I'm kind of. They worried, come, right. cut all my clothes off, and they induce me into a, a coma because I OD. Damn. And th- they had done is it induced me into a coma. That way, my uh, temperature wouldn't complete because they were like, "You're about to fucking fry your brain," you know. Yeah. And so I wake up like a day and a half later out of this thing, but I'm just saying to say that when you fucking, wake up added something like that and it, like you blacked out like how do you gather yourself while you're in a, like what what goes through your mind oh I had a, like coming out of it yeah I had this whole rebirth thing what I experienced coming out of this coma the same way I experienced being born when you I think, came out of the womb what, no what do you mean? oh no so like, I had to re I could hear noises I came out I didn't know exactly how to breathe and I struggled and then <laughs> I started breathing, and then those sounds came, and I started seeing it was like being born. No oh, shit. Oh, it was gnarly. And as this is happening in my head, it's almost like I'm underwater, and I'm trying to come to the top, and I can see light and air. And as I break through the water, that was me waking up. It was just like being born and coming out of a womb again. It was gnarly, bro. I'm telling you. What kind of a, like effect did that have on you at that time? Oh, I, was, I came out with tears. But I wasn't crying, but the tears were coming. You know when you're yeah, not yeah. trying to guy? Mm-hmm. All the emotions would come out. Was there anybody in there with you? Yeah, my sister and my ex-wife were standing there. Holy shit. And I could hear their conversation prior to me coming out. I just didn't know who was talking or where it was coming from. Man, that's It was heavy. gnarly. That's but uh, I woke up and uh, there's tubes and... yeah. And then I'm like, ah, and some nurse comes over, and all of a sudden I go, ah! and she had pulled the decatheter out. Oh. And I was like, and that's the most uncomfortable, like, there's no feeling like that. No. But I was like, oh. for a second I was in pain, and then it went away. I was like, what was that? So, oh, what real crazy. Pain? But what I'm saying is, this. I'm telling you right now, man, like, that drug, the way they're making these drugs, you don't know what's in it. Like, then I was getting that crazy super meth shit from Mexico. You know what I'm saying? That stuff, man. Special like K was not really head when you said pull the catheter out. Do you, have you had a catheter, Special K? Do you know how bad that hurts? Has anybody had a catheter? No. Mm. Anyone had one? Bro, they're this long. Yeah, it's and in they're your like, pee-pee hole, right? Bro, they're like 
this big mm -hmm. and that long in your how they got that in you don't want to know you don't want to know it's not but all i'm is saying is it possible I didn't to get an erection when you have a hell no <laughs> but what i'm saying i just want I'm i didn't mean to go on that long time. i'm asking for a friend i didn't mean to go on that long tangent but but no took one of these <laughs> big one popped it right up and he went on a, like for the next couple of days. He was right. on one. Right. He, he 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 went into the tire. He said he went into the tires for like twenty minutes. He said when he came out, the whole sh the whole shop was shut down, and the lights were off. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like just booging your head out, and like everything's locked. Like you, I, thought, you went in there for ten, ten seconds. You came out, and you're like, oh shit. And then he said that he sat there because he thought that maybe because uh, I think this this his, he was real paranoid at that point. So I think that like after he climbed out of this mountain of tires, <laughs> just imagine, right, that he was sitting there and he thought like maybe there were like trip lasers. Like I think he'd watched a couple movies or something. So he thought there was laser uh, alarms like all over the place. So he just sat in a small chair and to not waited sit him off. all night until the sun came up. And then when the guy came in to open up the, the building or whatever, he like snuck behind him and came walking behind him like he had just walked in. He's like, hey, good morning to you. <laughs> Meanwhile, he'd been sitting there in like a paranoid frenzy for like 14 hours. Um, but uh, have you ever had to go into a coma from hitting one of those uh, astinis or uh, vodka uh, prophylactics or whatever that was? No. All right. Luckily, I've never found one. Like, thank God, you know, right. there's no used ones. Like, right. What the fuck is this? Right. I mean, damn. That's a long transition. That's a, that, like, that, that, you know what? That changes the whole meaning of Bloody Mary. Huh. Absolutely. Right. Oof. Man. Well, I also, you know what? I found something. Listen, man, I talked about this before on the show, too, and I was just talking about it yesterday. So, you know, at my age, there's a, a if I look around at all my friends, whether they be in business or just friends or whatever they might be, there's a percentage, there's a bigger percentage of a group of guys that have, now I say a lot of times I don't understand our youth, I don't understand, but I'm surrounded by them and I fuck with them and I, and I fuck with young people, okay? But there's a lot of these, a lot of guys that I know, man, and they've become like these, they've kind of taken on the role that the older guys were when they were younger. Which is like, I don't fuck get you, you fucking stupid fucking kids, you fucking, and completely are unopen to them at all. I've lost track that they were a kid or they were young, and these guys that kind of took that position are now like these sour, old, pilot chewing on a lemon, mad at all these people, and those mm -hmm. dudes are all kind of in the same situation. They're mm -hmm. in a situation I don't want to be in. Mm -hmm. They have a reason to be mad at all these young or whatever and I was talking hey, with my buddy mic. I was talking with my mic. buddy Miguel and I was like not anybody else me I gotta be careful to not go too far down that road where I start shutting those people down man because that's when I become no longer relevant that's when I become an old like that guy yeah. so much don't want to be that guy and I try and like as far as I might talk some shit but in reality man I remember being young and I remember when I was starting shit, older dudes, for one, they weren't letting me in. They didn't understand what I was doing. They thought I was crazy. They just didn't get it. Right. But 30 years later, um, um, everybody wants to have a streetwear brand. Everyone wants cartoon tattoos. And everyone wants to sell an Oreo to shoot them, right? right. So we were, we were on the path. 
we were on the right shit all the, along. But people didn't understand us or me and right. kept us out. You know, I think and it, I, I don't I, I don't want to be that guy in the chain. Yeah. This time around. Well, you know what? I'm going to say something. The <clears throat> first and foremost, to a certain extent, and we've had discussions about this, whatever. Part of the sort of human experience is that the young ones, they don't get the respect that they think they need from the older ones. Then the older ones don't remember, don't um, understand what the young ones are doing. Mm -hmm. And there's validity to both to a certain extent, right? It gets mixed up. It gets a little bit, I think, kind of like hyper in the United States because you've got advertisers and, and, and companies that are driving this thing. But if you look at ancient Rome or ancient Greece, you'll see that like old Greeks were like these young Greeks, man. They haven't even fucking you know they they eat olive oil like this, and we used to eat olive oil like that. I Whatever. spilled more alcohol. Right, than right, right. right. <laughs> but so that's true to a certain extent, and then the other part of it is also on an individualized or particularized basis, where it's like, well, you know what. Uh, from what you're just into as a person, setting aside the age aspect, just like I'm into X, Y, and Z, I don't understand people that aren't into X, Y, and Z. Or I'm into football, I don't get the people that are like... So it, I think it operates in all those different circles, and I think you're right to be like... Because it's clear. I'm obviously not completely right about everything because I'm a human being. So I can't, right. then some things I'm probably just don't get because I'm the fucking idiot. And I'm sure. talking about me. Mm -hmm. The other part of it is, though, there might be some things I am getting right. Mm -hmm. Right? Like when you're saying things about like I've learned in terms of, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I really think that somebody who accidentally took a drug that got them to a place where they wake up into consciousness and they really feel as though that that was definitely an experience Parallel to being born. Mm -hmm. I actually think somebody like that has something interesting to say about human subject, like the human experience. Mm -hmm. It's worth listening to. Maybe, uh, you know, worth listening to too to say like, okay, you know, I'm not going to scoop all my drugs into a cup and drink it, but also worth listening to the insight. Like what insight did you get? I think even describing that process that you are coming out of it has a lot of value to understanding I mean, even from an like a treating autism way, how senses are informing your reality, right? And how it's not a given that just because you're alive, you're automatically going to have this full 3D picture or it's not going to be too much or too little, whatever that is. I think it was interesting you were saying that I was hearing them have the conversation before I really understood what the situation was. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, and, you know, and, and, to, and to Steve's point... Um, I mean, I know that that he's in tune with the youth that he keeps up that he's that there's people he checks in on that he's having those conversations and I think that as as you get older um you know the, the maturation and just the years of experience that in and of itself there's something to offer just from that and whatever sure. it is that you sure. were experiencing the years and the experience uh, unless you just really weren't doing shit but that in and of itself has, Even has, that has, has exactly and I think that you know, for myself being older and when I when I get a chance to come back and, and check in with some of the young cats that are like doing this, doing that, I, it's something that I, I try to, to always carve in some time to do because you'll oftentimes find that some of the most critical people, the people that have nothing but bullshit to say are the ones that are doing the least for people. 
You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, they X, Y, and Z. It's like, okay, but but then conversely, what are you doing right. to help with that? To help yeah, situation. what are you doing to help? Nothing. Right. Then you don't have anything to say. Well, I, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's like it's like the, it's like that's the vibe. It's like, well, we're going to sit back from the tower and, and criticize and, sure. and, and say you should be doing this instead of that, and it should sure. be A instead of B, and, and, and whatever it may be. And, and yet they they are the least likely to get in the trenches to help to 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 Absolutely. to to lend a hand to to guide to you know and 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 I think there's 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 great value in, in not only for the youngsters but even for yourself as an as as an older person I think right. that. That you know, surrounding obviously not all the time, but having some sort of an experience with the youth, it keeps it keeps you young too. It keeps you, yes. you're 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 in tune with kind hey, of what's going on. And, and I mean, I, that's what I that's okay. So that's what I feel like in having kids. I was telling my wife the other day, and then <clears throat> I know it's not popular to say, and then obviously not everybody should. I'm not saying that, but I'm definitely seeing how having a baby, right. I'm definitely seeing how that gives you energy. Fuck, I was just telling my wife, man. I was like, you know, because uh, uh, I'm doing more now. Na- and I've never been like a totally lazy guy, right? Mm-hmm. But when I had the most me time, the quote unquote most me time, I was doing the least, least for amount me. It, right? When I had the least me time, a job, a wife, the baby, the show, right? All that stuff. When I have the least me time, I'm actually get way more done for myself when I have the least me time. That's the same way that me and you talked about picking the people that we would want to have work on our team. Right. We don't. I'm not going to get the guy that I have to pull off the couch is the wrong dude. I want the dude that's almost underwater in work. Right. Projects. He's right. so fucking busy. Right. Yeah, right? Right. It's almost, in a way, it's it that is. same type They'll of thing. They'll give a busy man a fucking thing and it'll get a... And the other aspect of it is is that with the child, like with my daughter anyway, like I'm really learning... Fuck, bro. I'm really learning um, to experience what I didn't know to experience when I was a kid. Like I was living my life and I wasn't out to lunch, but I didn't understand, you know, that I didn't know what these words were yet. Or that I was just learning what a grandma was for the right, first time. Right, right. By the time you get to our age, you kind of understand, and it's almost like implied and assumed that everyone understands what the family relationships are. It's natural. How can you have a mom if there's not a grandma? It, does, it doesn't exist. But when you're actually born in, you actually have to learn like, oh, shit. So you're my mom's mom. Uh-huh. You're my, oh, that's fucking heavy. Because it's not automatically known. No. So all that stuff gives me like a different appreciation in dealing with it. So I was telling my wife, I'm like, honestly, a lot of people who are stuck right now where they're like, and I'm not a fan. I'm not saying people should get, have kids to fix their marriage. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you're not responsible for somebody else, like if you don't feel the pressure of like, well, I know I'm upset about me, but I got to take care of this thing because I'm responsible for somebody. If you don't have that, you're gonna have a real tough time. Hello, when you gra- when I when we when I left uh, Walden House, it's a yeah. big thing that they do when you graduate the six month program. You know what they give you when you leave treatment? They give you a little plant. They give you a little plant, bro. Right. And it's under the same basis in a way. Right. That can you take care of this plant is how you're gonna take. And if you don't have anything to take care of, it's no reflection of what you're taking care of. Or, I you know, 100 agree with. I agree with that. You know what's funny? You said that thing about the the kid having to work it out. 
because I have a, I have a grandson. And so on Sundays or whatever Sundays, kid. Michael, Little Rocky, I get to see him with my son, right? But of course, my son doesn't necessarily want to take his son to see grandpa and be with family every weekend, right? right. So there's going to be a weekend right. or two where he's doing something else, right? right? And then we get back and we see him. And me, uh, you know, I was gone during these years of my child, of my children. I didn't right. get to play with them when they were little, up in a busy room a little bit, but. So now I have another opportunity, and it's funny. So I started going on my own, and me and my daughter, without my son involved, going over and picking up and seeing my grandson. I want to have this relationship with my grandson where he really knows his grandfather. Right. Not just birthdays and Christmas. Not knocking that. Right. But I want to be one of those grandfathers where that my grandson knows me, and we spend time, and he wants to hang out with grandpa. So I started doing that. But it's weird because when we showed up to get him from his mother's mom's house. Yeah. He comes out and it's me and my daughter, and she's used to everybody with dad. And he comes out and he's like, he looks right through us, and he's like, "Daddy, Daddy, where's Aww. Daddy?" And he's almost like in tears, you know. And they were like, "His dad's not here. It's Grandpa and your auntie." And he's like looking, and, and then he was like, "Cool, right?" Like, he like assessed, "Oh, okay, yeah, 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 all right." Well, that's right. Not here. And he came with us and we walked to the park. But it's funny because he's trying to work out. Because he knows that I look like his dad. Sometimes right. from far away, right. he'll be like, Dad, you know, like, he's trying to understand, oh, the sister, like, he's right. probably putting his piece together, dude. Right. That's a it, lot for a little kid to figure he, out. He doesn't, the kid doesn't know that just coming out. No. Right? I mean, the, the, maybe the thing the kid understands more than anything else is who mama is. Right? If they're lucky. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, who mama is? Where's the, where's the boo? Where's the goddamn milk? Right. They got that. So like when my like same thing with like uh, my daughter, you know. And I gotta tell you, man, like when I come home from work, and they're like, "Papa's home," mm -hmm. she goes nuts. Yeah. Like she yells and she's excited to see me. Yeah, that's great. Oftentimes we'll just like take a little walk. Now it's cool because like I'm cooped up in the office all day dealing with a bunch of knucklehead chowderhead dudes, right? If, but if you're my client and you're listening, I'm not talking about you. And uh, whatever, right? Right. But then, Shower head. <laughs> when I come when I come home, and we go on like a little walk, hmm. right? That's just around the block. But it's fucking, it's so relaxing. She's learning right now. Her whole thing is jumping. Mm -hmm. She just discovered and jumping. pull ups and pull ups. <laughs> so she'll sit there and she'll get on her tiptoes and try to jump, mm -hmm. and and she'll. she'll She's just now starting to master both legs at the same time. First, it was one and right, then the other. Right, right, right. And looking crazy. Right. And trying to do right. hopscotch and do all this stuff. And I, I would laugh so hard. And she'll turn to me and go, Papa, turn. Papa, turn. So then I'll show her. I'll jump. And then she'll jump. And we'll do all that. And I got to tell you, man, it's so relaxing. Sure. And I'm trying to think about, like, I mean, when you and I were coming up, I maybe you guys too, right, Eduardo and, and Daniel and, and, and Megan? Like I don't know that it was relaxing for my parent my, to be no. around. It was like a stress. Hell no! Oh. Right? What was that? That like, was the way they were raised. Mm -hmm. It was a different time. I don't understand because I'm thinking about it now. Because I'm like, well, if you go back far enough, people were in the sticks. Like you were with your kids, like in a log cabin somewhere, right in Montana or wherever it is. I don't know. If you go back far enough, but so like, where was the stress out? Like, what was the stress out about? Like, like you know, it's exactly what you like. 
get out of here. You drive me nuts. Get out of the house. Like, what? How did that come about? Like, think about good. Like, you were being raised, and the parents were kind of like stressed about. It. They loved you. There was less information, man. Yeah. There was less history. There was less information. There was less. There was l- less stuff had been accumulated. Mm-hmm. Those, I think, that people back then were following the directive they've got and didn't mm-hmm. even know there was a different avenue. They were doing mm-hmm. exactly what their parents did, maybe mm-hmm. thinking it was right. This is wild. I, I, I mean, come on. I think there's just so much information. It started getting people thinking differently that maybe or or also you guys also remember this dude go ahead and i talk about this all the time go ahead i say what the fuck was happening in the, in the 1960s what the fuck was happening with the fathers and uncles in houses pedophilia 95 percent of the women i've been with were being molested and and half of them were from their fathers bro yes what is How? That? And I'm not talking about five chicks. I'm talking about 70, 80 women. Right. Right? Right. So what happens after that? Happens after that. And all those Man. daughters get together, right? And they all start saying that it's going to change and affect the way we're doing things, right? You know what's crazy? Shit's going to blow up. And, they, and I think that's happened, though. Like beating kids, molesting. I think different things came out of the family equation. To get and weird people that are like we're at the place of it, where we can begin to change this cycle. I think we were caught up in that consciousness of the result of a lot of right. that information and us being. No, I don't know. I know I'm you don't. Some of that you don't buy just no, from no, your no, no, facial no. expression. No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't buy it. When you say when you say uh, uh, like eighty percent of the women they. I agree with that. I said 90. I agree with or 90, 90 more. I agree with that, and I actually agree with a higher percentage with guys. I think that a lot of guys just don't talk about it, but I think a lot of guys had some. Absolutely. Right? I, and, I almost and, and, to the I'm, point where I'm like, I almost think that like the Boy Scouts was invented strictly for that purpose. Well, there's <laughs> definitely, but what, what I get is, that is uh, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say this openly. Like, that the concept to physically harm. Right. My offspring. Ugh. To have no. a sexual desire with my offspring. damage, with right? Yeah, it's weird. Is, is completely... Uh, I just don't get it. Like, I'm the one that's supposed to be protecting these kids. That's right. my job, right? right. right. My, right. Their daughter. Right. So how it can go so, so askew. I So askew. I don't know. There's and, something structural in society. Listen, this is what I'm going to tell you. Well, I think there's something structural. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but there's something in the way that society was designed that somehow carved out some weird boundary, fucked up boundary thing or some kind of weird, I don't know what it is, but I think in societies of old, maybe even, like I'm watching. There was a lot of it. I'm watching mm-hmm. now on HBO the documentary between uh um i can't think of her name right now but uh uh what the fuck is that woody wood oh yeah woody, woody, woody allen yeah. thank god thank you woody, and yeah, with the daughter whatever her name right is. they adopt her and then he marries the girl That's not even creep. that no the other girl that says he definitely molested her yeah, and he's denying oh, okay. it. what's her name it's his daughter right yeah. so listen to this it's his actual blood daughter yeah Right. Like no, I think they adopted. No, it's adopted one, but he 
molested her. Yes. And then listen to this. Listen, uh, bro. Okay. Just just check this out. So, you look at at, at Woody Allen and you're like, all right, there's wow. something. That guy's definitely a weirdo, right? And now I think we're a little bit understanding that like that people who are there's something odd going on. She's got these daughters that she's adopted. Some of them, Woody Allen was with her when she adopted him, and the daughter that is claiming he molested her is one of those girls, right? So at first, you're like watching it, and you're listening to all this, and you're listening to who Woody Allen was at that time. Right, the Woody Allen now is like this old creep that plays the fucking. Dude, dude, I went to every Woody Allen movie that came out, dude. Like I, I was a big fan of Manhattan, Annie Hall. These were huge films that I loved. Huge. Mm-hmm. Films, I own them. Huge mm-hmm. films, right. right? And and so you're sitting there and you're hearing the stories. Now it's being told by Mia Farrow. Mm-hmm. It's being told by the daughter, and she's an adult now with red hair. Oh, Mia Farrow said it too. Yeah. Wow. And they're showing you all the photos, right? And you're, they're bringing you like real close inside into how the whole thing kind of falls out, including the Soon Yi thing. Right. Right? How shocking that is. Right? And, you, in, in the, and I'm not even through the whole thing. Okay? But in the beginning, it's like, you know, Woody Allen is this like New York, you know, um, intellectual comedian, schnebly guy. Right? And he doesn't want to having anything to do with kids, but he likes Mia Farrow, so they go out on a date. He reaches out to her to go out on a date. She's already done the uh, multi-adoption thing. She's got like six kids or something like that. And they live in New York. And they're separated by like uh, Central Park, right? And they're doing things like leaving the light on to say like, hi, how are you? And you know, flipping lights onto each other from across the park, you know, little romantic shit. And Mia says, it's super romantic what's going on. It's interesting. But he maintains the whole time, I don't want to have anything to do with being a father. I don't want to be with the kids. I'm not, that's not my, that's not my bag, baby. I'm a bachelor. And she's like on that. She's like, that's cool. You know, I don't need somebody. I adopt these kids when I didn't even know him. Like, I wanted to be a mother. I wanted to do all those things. I got my own butt. So I don't need all that. So that's fine. He could just be like, when I have free time, I'm with this guy. But slowly, you know, Woody comes in more and more into the picture, right? And at some point through this process, you see Mia start talking about, there were certain things that just didn't hit me right. Uh, And uh. people, look at that's your gut, man, letting you know what's up. She and she and it's at that time, right? We're way more literate about molestation now. Now, right. But at that time, that some of that shit was just unthinkable. And it's Woody Allen. And it's Woody Allen. And it's your man. Right. All those things are gonna move you away from the thought. So she's sitting there, but then they also bring in other people who are the witnesses to talk oh about what they saw. And there's this woman. I don't know how old she is, 60-something. And she's talking about how she saw Woody Allen putting suntan lotion on the girl. And that there was something lingery about when he put his hand down her pants to put the suntan lotion on. Just, not a, she just said, I can't, I won't say it was like a lot, but there was just something. A pause, a uh, too long. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And before you know it, mm-hmm. that girl that claims that he molested him, she, he's. All of a sudden, father of the year. Next thing you know, all he wants to do is spend time with her. That's his special one. Mm. 
you know, like she forgot her teddy bear in Paris. He hasn't flown to Houston so she can have it that night, first class. You know, all this extra shit, like little extra, little too much, right? Sounds like some Michael Jackson shit. Egg fucking Zachary. That's egg fucking Zachary. Some grooming going on. Egg fucking Zachary. And the other thing that's weird about it is Mia starts talking about when she first found the nude photos of Soon Yi. What? So think about what? Think about this. The chick, the child she adopts, she finds naked pictures with Woody Allen of the daughter. Mia describes the photos as not Playboy like, but like raunchy hustler style. Oh, dude. Wow, man. It's like a heavy scene, bro. dude. Now, 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 wait a second. What I really want to touch on, though, on this aspect is like, Sunni, I think at that time, had just gone away to college. So she might have been 18, 19, something like that, right? So, I don't know. By the time you got an 18-year-old and you're taking pictures of her like that and she's allowing it, I don't know what's been going on, right? But I know a lot of 30-year-old chicks that ain't going to let you take a picture like that. All right. Now I'm going to tell you one more thing that's going to sound a little real fucking weird and it's not being denied by anybody. The, 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 the gal that, and this is all in the documentary, the gal that's accusing him of molesting her says that Woody Allen was teaching her how to suck his thumb. Oof. And that when people, including Mia Farrow, said, I don't like that. Like she, eventually, Mia actually had to tell him, like, there's something not right going on here. And he would justify that he was letting the little girl suck his thumb because it made her feel better. It was a security thing. Mm. Think about that. What grown man do you know is like, I'm going to let a kid suck my thumb? It's crazy, right? I mean, I don't even know how that shit flies. It doesn't. And the thing of it is, 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 think about how much destruction that does to a family. Like, even the Soon Yi situation where there's no quote unquote evidence of anything that happened, you know, technically illegal in that scenario, which is pretty much how they present, how Woody Allen and Soon Yi present their marriage. It's like, well, nothing's technically illegal because I was 18 and I'm not biologically related to him. So clearly, I know it doesn't look right, but if you really look at it, there's nothing really, right? Even that situation, how much damage do you think that does to an entire family system where you're the adopted daughter, you got brothers and sisters, and Mia, and Mia saying like, I wasn't really mad at Sunyi. Like, Sunyi was like on the ground crying when her mom disclosed that she knows about the photos. Right, the the level of betrayal that Soon Yi probably felt, the 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 discussions that Mia had to have with therapists to figure out what's the right language to explain what's going on all of a sudden mm -hmm. to all the other kids. Think about the amount of reverberation that that's gonna have within the family, like in that respect. And then think about you're the forty year old or whatever adult male, and let's say, you know you have a quote-unquote attraction to the 18-year-old adopted daughter of your wife, right? And let's say that, that, that all of that's something you necessarily can't control, let's say. But think about the decision that you're making when you decide, fuck it. 
I'm going to go right into that, and I'm going to tear this whole fucking thing up. Brother, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you're talking about things that I know about. What do you mean? Well, I have experience with that. I, I know about what that's going to do to family. You know, I know, I know, I know from different shit that I've watched. Right. Experience. Right. Up close and, you know. Right. Uh, that's, that is the, okay, all the damage that's done, it all streams right back down, Juman. Yeah. To what you're saying right now. Somehow I try and get into the mind of that person making that ultimate decision to go through knowing the vast of what this could do. At right. some point in time, all that, that person's that would be like, fuck it. Selfish. And, right. Like, I, yeah. it all comes back down to that, what right. you're saying. Right. That's where I, I get it all fucked up. Like, who, how? Right. Like, how, man? Right. What, what has to happen in order for you to turn all those signals and flags and red lights off? I think... After I was like he watching, said it like selfish. selfishness. There's some but, narcissism in there, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're. I almost think it's like an aggressive act towards the family itself. It's not just narcissism and selfishness. It is, but it's also almost an attack. Like you're purposely maiming a family structure. Like you're not. It's not just. I'm trying to get it. I actually think for. I was w watching this thing and I was thinking about Woody Allen and I was thinking, you know, Woody Allen wants to destroy that family. I don't hmm. see. I think you're off on that. I think that it is when you're really narcissistic on that level, yeah. you don't even know other people. You haven't even considered. You're too caught up in you. Like For really, care. Yeah. The, it, but the other thing is, yeah, I just, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I think somebody that's really narcissistic like that, sure. and I don't know why you said that first, but that, that was fits. said of the person that I know that did something like that, yeah, yeah. was like one of their big things was they were completely narcissistic. I don't know that they even consider what they're going to do to the child in the future, what's going to happen, the repercussions. Mm. They can only see right now. And Well, the only reason why, and mm. so maybe it's about the definition of what narcissism necessarily means. And I'm not saying it's not narcissism. I'm just adding to the fact that it's really hard for me to square. Like, for instance, Michael Jackson, right? Mm -hmm. No one's going to question that. That dude was probably a narcissist, right? Right. Okay. Yet, as a narcissist, and you were saying, like, well, he wouldn't be able to. He's not thinking about anybody else except what he needs, mm -hmm. right? But when you watch Michael Jackson's moves in terms of grooming and in grooming entire nation. I mean, he groomed the entire nation. Yeah. It shows an insight that he knows what other people need and what they expect. And so in order to do that, I mean, I'm not saying they're compassionate, but I'm saying they certainly understand what other people expect and what they need because they're fulfilling those things and manipulating them to get what they want. So. And so when I look at, I guess what I'm saying is, is, when I looked at the Woody Allen situation, yes, narcissist, yes, selfish. But to me, it's even be. I see also an affirmative act. Like I see, like, oh, oh, he 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 got into a relationship with a woman that already had kids, right? And on one level, you're going, well, that's a creep. He he's pretending he's not into being a father figure and all this shit because he wants to just silence all suspicions that he's a pedophile. 
But what chick is he getting involved with? He's getting involved with a chick with a bunch of kids that she can't possibly keep track of. Can't keep an eye on all of them. But I'm also thinking that, and this is going to sound crazy, but if I also look at his body, his oeuvre, his body of work, mm -hmm. and how much is going into thinking about um, a lot of his work deals with sex, a lot of his work deals with women and men, and especially women, like scenes in a mall with Bette Midler, like a lot of this is about cheating and women and all the stuff that in my mind I started, and this could just be me thinking it, but I started seeing like he, the, the choices that he made were the perfect storm to fuck up a beautiful situation for some kids and a woman. Mm. Like he purposely sent some poison and toxic na nastiness right into that. Mm. And yeah, it did fulfill his need. But I think maybe his need might have also been to destroy that. To say, like, I can destroy that. I can get what I want out of that situation and leave bodies in my wake. And his, his defense is so crazy. Like, you, you see this slow thing that goes on. You see Mia and everyone talking about how they're reacting to something's not right. But when it finally all hits, his defense as to how he, he didn't molest his own daughter is hey you know i chose soon Yi over mia pharaoh and that she's just making that shit up that's a concoction of a jilted lover think about how sick that is yeah, he's sick that's crazy right but it's kind of what you said like you kind of i hear the position that you put that in but it's almost like um and maybe because it's attorney stuff too but go ahead the guy that is killing people and eating them or chopping them or doing whatever he's doing, right? Right. But he's holding together a job and pays his bills. Right. Saying, you can't be insane if you know how to do this. Right. Right? Right. You're kind of saying the same thing, like... In some way, yeah. Right. Right. There's a, there's a technical term. So if, when you go into the legal aspect of it, the legal insanity only works if you don't know the wrongfulness of what you did. So, like... So, it, so the, what the law is really trying to get at is not would a normal person consider what you're doing fucking nuts? Because obviously, if you're chopping people up anywhere, yes, unless you're in the army. But the point of the matter is, it's like, it, it, but they want to know: Do you have any sense that it's wrong? And if you're trying to cover it up, then you must. Even if even if you don't agree with it, you understand that it. That, that society doesn't agree with that and has made laws against it. And so at that level, you can't claim insanity as a defense to legal punishment because you are aware of the wrongfulness. Do you agree with it? Whatever. The only other way that you can get out of that is either A, you really don't know the wrongfulness of it. Like you had a delusion that you were saving the family. And they believed that. And you thought you were doing a good thing. And, you, and the court found, yeah. And by the way, it's a high-level standard, clear and convincing. So reasonable doubt's like 90%, 99. Re beyond a reasonable doubt. So almost convinced. Like, and then clear and convincing is next. That's probably about like 75%. And then you get to the civil level, which is by a preponderance. And then it's... Uh, probable cause and then reasonable suspicion okay. so at a clear and convincing level somewhere between civil and criminal 
did the court and the evidence show you actually had no clue that this was wrong, what you were doing because of your mental state versus the guy was covering it up. He knew it was wrong on some level. I mean, we, don't, we were not going to sit here and figure out what level. We just know he knew. So that's, that's the thing. Go ahead. Yeah, no, and I think uh, going back to someone like Woody Allen, um, you know, I think with, with narcissists especially, I think that you have – you have individuals who, you know, they're getting off not only on what, on what, you know, for example, him being with, with a, a minor or his daughter, what have you, but, and then there's those that, you know, like you said, that that get off on the whole idea of destruction and and control over right. generational control, which is, you know, you're you're setting on a family on a completely different course once totally, this happens yeah. generationally, maybe forever, right. right? But I think that there's also those that. You talked about Michael Jackson, and he talked about, well, you know, he's doing this, and he realized that this is what people want, but it. But it's a means to an end, right? Like it's it's you're doing it because it's it, the collateral damage. I don't think too much about, you know, like when he was talking about. Well, it, do you really think he cares about the? Just, because he's you know he's focused in laser focused in on getting to where he's getting, right? And everything else just falls by the wayside. And there's some people who may be doing it to destroy, like you said, to to do this to the family. But I think there's also that that segment of the of of, of, of narcissist that basically is saying. I have blinders on, tunnel vision. I'm getting to there, and everything I'm doing in passing, fuck it, because I just want to get there, and then continue down that path of of whoever it is, the next victim, the next well, person I'm going it's to. It's an interesting point you raise, and so what I'll say in response to that is, um, definitely goal oriented. Mm -hmm. I don't think blinders like fuck it. I think it's real hard for us to kind of um, come to a place of understanding it because. Once the person cares about collateral damage, they're probably not going to do it. Like right, once, right, okay, right. But that is not the same thing as saying you have blinders on. I don't think blinders would make it seem like I'm not aware of what I'm doing. Right, I don't see it. And like I think Michael Jackson's a great case because, and I'll just say this: a lot of people say that, or a lot of understanding about what makes sex, and let's just put it in the like in the legal like adult adult sex part of it is the chase mm -hmm. right and i don't know if you guys have ever experienced it but it's like when you have to put some energy that has kind of in some ways nothing to do with the actual ultimate goal which is i'm gonna write cards and i'm gonna you know um take you out and i'm gonna court you and i you, i'm gonna put that special you know purple beard oil in my fucking beard and i'm gonna let it that just waft and, dr and draw my wife over here. She said never again, but can she resist the beer? I, all that stuff, right? That you do that is in anticipation and prolongs and delays and it's machinations and it allows you to fantasize about, oh, when it finally does happen and all that stuff goes into giving the full enjoyment of the act. And this is shit that animals don't have to do. Animals aren't doing that. Animals, a dog, right? If it wants to fuck you, it'll just try to fuck you. There's mm -hmm. no like, you know, dancing, looking at and waiting and having to wait for the right time and all this shit. So I think for somebody like a Michael Jackson, not only is he excited by the eventual end goal, mm -hmm. but he's also excited by how clever and tricky he's being on his way to get there. Yeah. And that's what I yeah. would say. No, it's calculated. It's 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 uh, 
you know, like you said, part of, of being able to pull one over, being right. able to, it's part of the thrill. Right. Absolutely. Like, with, like for cheaters, some cheaters, it's not really about the woman they're, they're, they're like if, 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 if they actually cheated and they actually got to be with the woman that they, they were cheating with, then uh, that would just turn into a normal marriage and they look for someone else to cheat with because that mm. it's the cheating that's, that's their thing. Mm-hmm. I think for some level, so I'm not even going to say all because I, I, I bet you there's like different kinds of pedophiles. Like I bet you there's pedophiles that are about the whole I know it's wrong and I'm not supposed to be doing this shit and then I know others that are just like somehow stunted in a way. Oh, let way. me ask you this, guys. Go ahead. Let me ask both of you guys this thing. And I, and I think about this often, man. Um, you got struck with alcoholism. Yeah. That, that was your thing for a while, right? Couldn't stop drinking. Yeah, didn't want to. Plenty of times didn't where you stop. Was there plenty of times where there was a lot on the line that you could lose and you you couldn't stop yourself? For sure. Okay. I love when Steve goes into lawyer mode. He's like, "Let me ask you a sentence." Okay, thank you. Next question. One word answer. All right, okay. go ahead. <laughs> thank you, defendant. And now, uh, what, uh, now closing statement is this? No. What? So no. What's the next so question? what? The, no. Uh, so what I'm saying is now I'm gonna make a statement. There were times where my son was either trying to get sober or like right and he, the that the, the father me really didn't need to go on a run or get loaded right. i at least needed to stay there right my daughter wasn't talking to me or about to cut me off because i couldn't show up i was gonna lose both my homes my car because i was gonna lose my job if i lose right um uh like everything was on the line everything bro and I could not not pick up and go on another run and disappear for three or four days. Right. I, I couldn't. And then I build it up and set it up and the stakes super, super high. And I couldn't stop myself. Like everything, dude. I was going to suffer real collateral damage. I might even die during the process. My kids will never talk to me. My partners are going to leave. I'm going to lose these homes that I've spent all this money and I couldn't stop. And I couldn't stop. And it was, it was everything was gone, bro. The relationships, the homes, the jobs, the trust. The, I, I, and, I, and I died a couple times. I got brought back. But I could not stop Yeah. to, to, to do what I shouldn't do. And I had plenty of experience of what it was going to do. Yeah. And I couldn't stop. Yep. Now, what if my addiction... Wasn't for crystal meth or drugs. What if it was for eating fucking deodorant or right. soap? Right. Or these people that do this crazy shit that they can't stop doing and it's killing them and it's driving their families apart, but they can't. Now, I'm not saying it's the same as molestation, but what I'm saying is you know that you're not supposed to do that. You know all the shit that's riding, and but you can't stop. How? What if... Your shit that life throws on you is little kids. Right. What if that's... What if it's Jeffrey Dahmer where you've got to eat people, man? That's just your thing. You didn't you know, necessarily ask for the thing, but it's your thing. I. You know what? I, I really get it. I got... Uh, no, no, no. But, 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 okay. So we've had... How do you know what your well, thing you is your thing? Let's let the beard villains... I'm sure people are curious to know. Your thoughts about Steve's... What he's presenting is, a, is a, probably a real dilemma for a lot of people, which is 
you've got this fucking obsession and you can't control it. Do you want me to go first? Uh, I think if... Fuck. I think if, if the obsession is what, what we're discussing, that's unfortunate for you. Right. I mean, I think that's, that's about as much as I can right. say because... Um, you know, you put you put yourself. You talked about you know sucking the thumb and, and all the thi- you know the bells and whistles that are going off. That, right. Uh, you know, I, and as and as a first of all, you know it's it's wrong. But as a father, especially right. now for me, that is something that's happened later in life. You right. know, I'm I'm sorry that that's your obsession, but it's a wrap. Right. Like that's just it is what it is. I mean, right. now that's not to say that we can't try to understand it and have discourse about. You know what it is, but we all know that at the end of the day, though, uh, you know it's unfortunate because that's just that's that. it's just not gonna it's just not gonna fly, right? Like it's just it's just is not yeah. going to fly. And, and as 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 I don't even want to say understanding as much as you're trying to to put yourself in that space of how the fuck right could I even contemplate right doing something like this, right. um. And to realize that maybe there is something else at play that that is 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 something you know some sort of urge that you can't control or mitigate. Well, you know, like I said, it's unfortunate because um, well, you know, it's an area of study. It's things that you can try to research and do, but but maybe now, but but, a pill? but but now, but now, when we're dealing about with the tangible, right. it's here in front of me. Right. You know, we, it's just not something we're we're tolerating. I mean, dude, I'll tell you straight <laughs> up. I, I, I look at my little girl and I think of anybody yeah. fucking of even course, came close. Bro. And there's no one that you wouldn't expect to feel that way if they're a, right. a legitimate father who's in their child's life, who has the love for their child, who knows what being a parent is. Dude, I wouldn't expect any different from anybody. They were talking about how there was a period of time where the girl was excited to see Woody Allen because <clears throat> he was giving her so much attention. Then they started talking about a, a, a period of time short, like thereafter, where the girl started like shutting down. And I think about my daughter, and I'm like, bro, she's right now so happy and having such a good time. If all of a sudden she started shutting down, I will fucking kill somebody. And I know that ain't right, but I'm just telling you how I feel. Daniel? I mean, I don't even know how you get to that state of mind. Or like, what, what? Pushes you to even cross that if you know it's wrong. Like, right? What do you, What do you do? You can't do anything. Like, what are these guys gonna do? They can kill themselves because they know what they want. Right. And that's their initial end goal. Right. And they know how it's perceived. Right. Like, what? It's hard. Move to Antarctica, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, we got an island yeah, we can find somewhere. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm not. I, I'm with you guys. Wait, wait, Megan. Let Megan talk. She's an actual woman. Go ahead. What, 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 what should happen? What, what do you do? You got this obsession. You can't do anything about it. What's the solution? What, what's your approach? I don't, I don't. I mean, you're obsessed with something. I don't even know how to look at that. Like, it's just totally wrong. Right. I mean, it's just it's right. something that right for someone that experience something like that it's something that sits with them for a long time yeah and going back to what they're saying like these individuals they don't think what the out the outcome the end goal for them is get satisfying themselves right not what's gonna happen to the other people Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen to the other person understanding what it's like for them 
to live with that, to have to deal with it, right? To have to explain it, to have to talk about it, right? It's just there's so much trauma there, right? That, and then if you even go back further, like even if it didn't happen to that <coughs> individual, there's still so much trauma that's passed on, right? Through this generations that right. like it's happened maybe like to a grandmother, or a grandmother, or another grandmother, and all this trauma is just, you know, built up, and it could have been like that is could be a trauma too that. Somebody in their family was the one that was molesting somebody. Right. And it built up, and then maybe it was, like, something that was passed down. Right. That's been another conversation and research that I've read and listened into also that. Right. Her people, her people, are, like they the don't genetics. just show up like that. Yeah. yeah. That it's a genetic. <clears throat> well, this is what I'll, I'll say. No, well, let me just say, it's, some, a little bit of what she kind of leans towards is kind of also where we got with Richard Ramirez. Right. Which Richard Ramirez didn't get to become Richard Ramirez just because he was born wrong. Yeah, there was a lot to shit it. that when you really listen to the story, man, yeah. this kid was fucking primed with real sick people right. to be this dude. I'm wondering how that much of this sickness has been carried over and been learned behavior. A lot. Mm -hmm. When you think about the organizations, I don't even have to name them. Yeah. Think about how some of these organizations <clears throat> that have a lot of pedophiles within their ranks. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And how well, I mean, I got to stop you right there. How I got to stop you. Go ahead. And I'm going to say this. Do it. The whole thing that I was trying to get at by me saying I don't know what was going on with the fathers in the 60s. Yeah. What I'm really saying is you don't get 90% of the girls that I dated, but I said you don't get to that number unless that shit at some point in time early on was a regular scenario. Bro. For sure. That's how you move through centuries of it that high, bro. Yeah. At some point in time, nobody thought that shit was really wrong. I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the generation. Right. Like the they generation used to, like, right. inbred yes. kings and queens. Yes. And Mary they still like, they still, Right, yeah. dude. So, like, yeah. I believe, and when you have, like, these men that want the young boys and they have, like, a whole weird, what is that thing called? What? The young men's... It's these men that want to be with young boys. They have a whole fucking... Oh, I said Nambla or whatever. Right, Nambla. Oh, Nambla. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Don't squint your eyes like you don't I'm know what I'm talking that, about, that's man. You're talking about I bears said adult and men that like they ain't got little boys. So right, I don't think all that shit happens. And when you tell me about the Greeks had a bunch of little boys oh, yeah. in the baths houses and yeah. stuff like I really believe like the human... like. There was there wasn't all this set up, dude. People were just, and I think that that shit. Well, it's, as it's, sick it's, as it sounds, listen. And I think it was more prevalent, like you're saying. We say, man, I think this is like an untalked about thing, bro. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So I agree with all of that, but what the only thing I'm going to add to it is <clears> that I don't. Okay, let me put it to you this way. We're going to have to wrap this I up. understand. Okay. But God damn it. Oh, that man. much you understand. We're okay. deep into a fucking thing right now. Okay, go on. I think a lot about it, too. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. Yes, it was prevalent. Yes, I think that obviously these things go all the way back a long ways, right? But this is going to sound strange. Please. Okay. <laughs> Please, hurry up, Chumon. Mm. I don't think that if you went to like primordial humans, like, I, like when you think about evolution, let's say, right? And I don't know what it looked like. I have no idea what it looked like when the fucking monkey ancestor and the human ancestor started to break off, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I, you know, I don't know that 
you know, incest within the animal kingdom is very prevalent, right? Okay? So what I'm saying is, is like, when it starts to break off a little bit, right? And, and, and animals aren't even concerned. They're not trying to teach each other, don't do this, don't do that. Right. Okay. But I don't know that it's also that prevalent. Okay. And as the human being starts to emerge out of whatever that is, because I don't know what it is, but it's definitely not like all of a sudden there was a human being in a cave that didn't know anything and they were already human. It's like this gradual process. Mm -hmm. Something happens where it's something like, it's going to sound crazy, private property or some, some kind of structure or farming like something happens where something gets controlled that is a pure like almost human intervention and that human intervention or structural setup causes things to start getting displaced I, I, we lost I know just hang on <laughs> just, just, just hang on okay alright so where at a time when you would have like family members and social groups like hunting and gathering, mm -hmm. right? And you're not farming. You're not trying to make one kind of plant and you're not trying to live on one piece and stay there. And you're not saying this guy's the king and then we're at this level and he owns all this and we can't touch that. Right. He has a right to this and we don't have a right to that. Somewhere in that starting to set things up like that and making rules. Starts to compromise the family. Starts to create displacement. So your initial, you're no longer just one-to-one -one with your instincts. You're no longer like, oh, I'm hungry, I eat that. I'm cold, I would do this. I, I want to have sex, I go there. Now there's limits and as soon as these weird sort of like structural things start to happen, I think a strange, I don't want to call it perversion, but I, may, I think it might be, a perversion of the instinct starts to creep up. Some of which is, I'm an arsonist. I just want to burn shit down. Some of which is da-da-da-da-da. Another which is this weird, strange like growth of a weird displacement where the sexual object that normally would have been appear another adult right all of a sudden it's been redirected not from a mechanical standpoint like a biological mechanical standpoint but from uh, a human filter standpoint you want to covet or you want to have something you can't have or you're starting to have unnatural desires mm -hmm. same thing with bestiality i think there's something that goes along with once you start carving up things and setting things aside and putting up these structures and hierarchies you start to get weird sex shit that's what i think now i don't do i have any necessary base right i can point to millions of different things of incarceration and rats in these tightly places and all this other kind of stuff on a physical standpoint and see yes there is some sort of strange sort of acting out thing that goes on right but i think it happens at a mental level too and i think our myths try to account for what's going on here to a certain extent, like the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. right? We have this weird story where it's like, and, and really think about this. And I don't really know how to explain this. Uh, but you have this Garden, e a Garden of Eden story where it's like there's a place where we try to account for 
you could live with no struggle. There was no striving. There was no oppression. I didn't have to work someone's field. I didn't have to break my back. I could just, food was just falling out of the trees. I could just be. Right. And my counterpart was somebody of my body. Like the one that I'm fucking was made out of my rib. Think about how weird that is. Yeah, that's a whole way out setup. Think now, now hold on. What is that set up for? I don't know. I don't right. know. I that's don't know. a way out. That's kind of weird, right? On top of all that, that one that was made from my body that I'm fucking is the one that kind of participates in my downfall, right? And now I gotta work. That's what it is. The curse is work. And this curse is generational, right? Like, no one stops to be like, hey, wait a minute. I know Adam fucked up, but why do I got to deal with it? But no, it's like, no, everybody. (laughs) And those were the first two people. So on some weird, bizarre level, there is some kind of incest going on. Because we're all descendant from, first, he's fucking himself. Incestual racial. Yeah. And when you go back and, 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 and so that's that setup. Now, what I'm saying is I don't know that some pedophile was like, we need to make creation story. It's going to turn the world into a child fucking planet. I don't <laughs> right, think right, that. Right, right. But what I think is there's something going on or being pushed out onto us from that. In, unintentionally, maybe. It would be. It's, 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 it's fucked up that you said that all oh, these guys got together and they want a child fucking planet because that is going on in the world right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, including the human Epstein. trafficking and yeah. Epstein, and like yeah. that shit is going on right now. Actively engaged in trying to get that done. Mm-hmm. Yes, there that's is crazy. people. Yeah, that is crazy. Right, but those guys, a lot of those people are rich. Mm-hmm. They got well, rich doing. And we have just it. It's an urge that morphed into a monetary, into an industry. Yep. Right, right. Yep. And we don't know what's going on in other countries like we uh, do here, man. Like we can only Saudi see so Arabia. much. You live in Saudi Arabia? Uh, come on, man. You go man, down to some... fucking Prince Faisal. <laughs> come on. I bet you there's people out there that live terrible lives and were snuffed out and we're never going to know about it. Never. Never. So. Anyway, with that cheerful note, right? <laughs> Boy, the second half of the show is no, uplifting. I'm pumped up. Hey, thanks for... Uh, ready to go. I don't even know. I don't know how... Yeah, how did we? How, uh, right, how we on. got to that? Listen, big shout out to Pool Pool Beard Oil. Thank you for uh, great uh, bringing these guys. So thank you guys for bringing that cheerful topic to <laughs> thank us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't put that one on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That was part one. Yeah, yeah, listen. That got us to a real conversation, which was sort of what you guys talked about, which is on some level, these things aren't planned. We don't know where we're ended up, and somehow we ended up in the discussion where we got to some serious topics, real topics. Well, you know what? There's times where me and this guy have guests, and it's very one-topic driven. Then we get guests in that are really good at bouncing things around, like you guys, and it allows us to just not put a steering wheel on it. And then we just start flowing, bro, like anybody can lead it. So uh, you guys are... Fun to have around, man. Thank you, appreciate hey, it. Hey, we're gonna have. To, hey, we gotta get these guys on a little more on a regular check-in, huh? Whoa. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Beard, beard check. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thank you for having us. We appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. Yes, brother. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. So, you, what are your you got shout-outs? Wait, wait, wait. Before the shout-outs, yeah. quick impressions. Daniel, you finally are here. You've met your idol, uh, Steve <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, a true celebrity. Oh. Uh, you're finally in it. Any impressions? Any thoughts? What do you, what, what do you got to say to all the other people who are listening and, and they haven't gotten a chance to hit the virus bunker? That ex- what you hear on the show, they're exactly the same here. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's open, man. Like it's a good time here. Awesome. Like, yeah. What about what about you, Eduardo? Any no, impressions? No, same thing. I mean, we you know whether you're 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 listening or whether you're here in person, uh, you know what, what you hear is what you get. What you see is what you get. And I think uh, if you're not if you're not, I mean, obviously if you're listening to this, you're listening to the show. But if you're not, you need to you need to get on it. Awesome. Yeah. Any impressions now that you're here? You finally you know see the handsome special K in person. <laughs> Are you going to leave your husband for <laughs> this handsome? <laughs> Hey, smile. Look at that. You got a mouth full of dominoes in there. Come on. Um, Piano keys. Busting the street. Just what they said. I mean, it's. I've listened to the show. Right. And it's like as if I'm sitting at home on my computer doing work and I have the AirPods on. So... There you go. That's awesome. That is awesome. I almost blush when I hear people. Yeah, that's a compliment. When people come up to me on the street, hey, bro, lucky. Lucky, man, you have the podcast. I was like... I get all like red and shit. I don't even know how to like. I, hey just, man, it's just a trip, bro. It is a trip. Yeah, it is a trip, but it's it's a good trip, and I'm glad people listen. I'm glad we have devoted guys like you, man. Like yeah, you're really the people that we do we do this show for. Right, it's for our people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's people like us. Yeah. yeah, and I also love having them come in and and share their perspectives and have a conversation with them because really, ultimately, like for me anyway, the show is really about dialogue conversation sometimes it's heated sometimes it's seated but it's always needed and i I feel like you know having you guys come in here and get to say some shit and be a part of it is it's a it's a honor to me it's an honor thank you honor for us right on you got any shout outs guys yeah uh no like i said you know shout out to to, we already shout out football multiple times but shout out to uh one more time one more time uh, purple beard oils. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to just uh, to my city that we're in right now. Yeah. Uh, everybody out there who's supporting the show. Uh, Santana714. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my beautiful wife who uh, uh, is back home taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. How's uh, your baby? How's your she's baby? almost three. Nice. So uh, shout out to Luna. Aww. Yeah. And uh, shout out to, to, to my wife as well. So uh, awesome. see you soon. Beautiful. Nice. Daniel, what you got? Well, of course, first off, my kids at home. Yeah. You better not be listening. <laughs> yeah. The house but. better be clean when you get back. <laughs> right? Shit better be folded. You know, nodding her head. <laughs> and then, of course, we got M. Penning's photography. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. It's the photography. Yeah. Hey, Steve, what do you think about if we uh, do a show with Esteban Oreo? What do you think about getting M down there to at least, you know, uh, hang out with us or get to ask a couple questions and get to meet the, the the John Muir of Los Angeles? I think it's great. Let's do it. You hear that, Megan? Look at that. Did you see her face? You ready? <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, oh, your, yeah. Esteban no, we're, is we're your inspiration? God damn. I want to... Uh... How are you with saunas and ice baths? <laughs> I'm in. Are you in? I'm can in. you do a can you do a ice bath, a Hasana? I, yeah, I'll make it work. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what might do that? Well, let's talk to Esteban. Either way, whether it be sauna or the hard luck. Yeah, let's get. Let's, uh, let's get we can get the, it. We can get it done. Yeah, we'll do that. Happy that you lent your husband to us for a, a brief chat. So <laughs> that's the least we could do. Who you got? 
Uh, Ovanda Bowen LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. Uh, Chumahan underscore my IG for uh, poetry, motivation, you name it. Um, big shout out to uh, my wife. Yeah. Who is starting Inside Dinero, a podcast, a Latin economics podcast. That's great. Yeah, buddy. I love that. Yeah, buddy. What's it called? It's called Inside Dinero. Inside some of it's dinero. in Spanish, some of it's in English. Bilingual. That's what it is, baby. Just like my daughter Tigra. Yeah. Big T! My grandson's bilingual too. I love it. My my my, my little girl is she walks around like she says moon and then she says luna. She says corn and she says elote. That's her favorite thing is corn. Elote, elote, in there, in there. She points at her plate. In there, in there. So anyway, I love my family. What do you got, Steve? I got uh, www.supermaxhardware.com. Um, come support your boy. We got some good collabs coming out, good drop coming out for June, our summer line. Always is a hard luck show on Mondays and Tuesdays, on Mondays and Thursdays. Um, also, keep your eyes open for H2K. Yeah. West Los. The yeah. documentary it's is getting up. done right yeah. now, right? And... LA Originals Tacos, right? LAOGTacos.com. That's a regular sponsor of ours. I know. From this point forward. So, LA Original Tacos. Yeah, we're going to be doing on. like a full on taco tour. We're going to like just ride with Esteban and just drive through neighborhoods and just eat tacos. All over LA. Right. Yeah. And then we're going to like send out invites for people to come and join us. Try some tacos, hop on the show, right. let us know what you, you know think. We'll yeah. get Megan to drive the taco truck and she can talk to Esteban right. to go between spots. Yeah. Right. So, uh, big shout out to Cookies, Burner, and the Vibes family. And uh, shout out to my kids, Vincent Sophia, the city of Santa Monica. And to you, Chumahan. And to Sean, we miss you today. Yeah, we miss old blue eyes. And gentlemen, I just really like and having you down here. They're going to be sure. our beard advisors. Right. You're gonna need to check in. Beard check. Once a month they need to come Beard down. Check. Yeah. Right. Okay. Beautiful. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Like we do by oh, Kevin, thank you for your your hard work and thank you for helping today. Yeah. Like we do about this time. Hasta la vista from the Hard Luck Show. Yeah.